1: Me. We got the girls
2: inside the party. Let's get down to crazy, Jimmy. We got myself as Alfie, the one and all this out. don't
1: want to know. We to to see. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. Fetish punk. your want I want to be. Jimmy Star's new celebrity. We'll take
2: you out to Jimmy Star. He'll just... Hello, 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 hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. And uh, we're looking forward to it. We've got Brian Sebastian coming on and actor Jeremy Palko. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. Starting off with our cool. I'm trying to talk slowly because he's drinking. <laughs> our cool, outrageous
1: man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I made spaghetti and meatballs for dinner last night, and I just had a meatball sandwich. So good. Oh, my God. You know, we're on at lunchtime. I'm, I'm, my, my body's like a clock. Comes noon, I have to eat lunch. So sometimes you catch me eating, but good. Make a meatball sandwich is so good.
2: So what's up chat room? We've got a chat room full of people. I want to start giving out some shout outs. We've got football player Boomer Mays, Pat Grant from Canada, Teresa Sabin from Florida, Ian Smith. I think he's in Colorado. Cambria Carpenter. Hello. Hello. Um, Angela Joseph. Hello. Hello. Uh, I don't know who else, if, if, if I missed anybody yet because people are just coming in, but we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Oh, Backpack John is here. What's up, Backpack John, who doesn't know what a glory hole is? And um, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun Not with Not everybody's
1: as cultured as you are.
2: I, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, before we uh, do anything, I want to give a shout-out. This is for Angela Joseph, and uh, today is her brother Tony Joseph's birthday, who unfortunately passed away last year, and so – Uh, She asked if we could give him a happy birthday in heaven today. So happy birthday to Tony Joseph uh, and Angelus and send in love your way, baby. We love you. okay, you want to say anything or you want me to just talk?
1: No, I'm not going to say anything the whole two hours. I'm going to let you do the whole show. (laughs) So this way we could put everybody to sleep.
2: So I want to thank everybody. Uh, Number one, I want to thank everybody who watched the show on Instagram. Last week's shows, we got 200,000 plays on Instagram. So thank you so much. Uh, For watching the show on Instagram, we did the show with uh, Susan Gallagher and with um, my new best friend. And who? who Jennifer. Oh, yes. Jennifer Rubin. I I couldn't even think of who it was. Jennifer
1: Rubin, my new best friend. I love her. My Ava Gardner. Meanwhile, we're up for an award, Jimmy. What is that bullshit all about? Uh,
2: um, What kind of crummy award is that? uh, It's not a crummy award. It's like a podcast award. What is it? Um, I don't know what awards we're up for because we haven't it hasn't been announced. All they did was send me a message saying that you guys have been nominated, uh, that we're, we're a nominee. We've already are a nominee for three awards in the Snobby Awards, and um, it's a Podcast Awards. And a, I don't know what all that we're up for, but we want to thank everybody because if it wasn't for all the people listening to the show, we people wouldn't know about us to put us in these in these award shows in the first place.
1: Do we win money?
2: No. We win bragging rights. I don't brag. Who cares? That's okay. So the show like is so it.
1: stupid. I don't even know why people like it or watch it. That We're on nine years. I'm surprised they that Fourteen, Dean I'm hasn't on, kicked us off the air years ago. I'm on ago. 14 years. Well, excuse you're ten, me. You're yeah, but on 10 years. 10 years that count. The other four years, it was nothing. It was a crappy little show in Florida that Jimmy did with nobody, people. Now he's got to start. Astro, you're pulling my mic out of my ears. I love my dog, but sometimes don't everybody's you?
2: thanking us in the chat room though, so thank you, you guys. We appreciate it. Thank you for it. what?
1: Huh? Thanking for what?
2: They're, they're congratulating us. I'm thanking them for being up. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. My dog wants to say something. Say something, Astro. You're very welcome. See, he speaks. <laughs> Did you hear that? He said, you're very welcome.
2: Oh, B. Claudia has joined us also for, to the chat room, so hey, B. Claudia in Germany. Hope you're feeling better. Um... Uh, and all is good all the way around.
1: Yes, sir Look at this precious little dog. Is he not the cutest little baby in the world? On my neck, on my lap, sleeps on my head, doesn't leave me alone. I think he's a homosexual. He could be. I think he's gay and he's in love with me, little fairy. Look at you, you little facasino. Oh, he's so cute. I love my dog. Don't you love dogs, everybody out there? Don't you wish you had like thousands of dogs that loved you and you never had to feed them or pick up their crap?
2: Oh, and Don Hinton is in the chat room. Hey, Dawn. What's up, Don? She wants to know if you wore a watch today.
1: Oh, but it my, my health watch, you know, it tells my temperature, my heartbeat, my uh if I get an erection, you know, how many inches it gets hot. It's one of those kind of watches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it? I'm in a nasty mood today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dirty little filthy meat. Anyway, what are we going to talk about? Let's talk about something interesting, like me. Okay. (laughs) No, honestly, folks. Um, it, the Palm Springs is getting the biggest blowjob it ever got. We had 55 mile an hour winds last night. I mean, my patio furniture now belongs to the neighbor three blocks away. Uh, everything just went up in the air like Dorothy. You know, I, good thing I had on ruby red high heels. Otherwise, I would have been in Oz. But seriously, the wind was not to be believed hurling around the house. And I kind of found it exciting. Lying in bed last night at 3 in the morning with, oh, my dog loves that sound, going around the house. We get that, you know. The only problem is the mountains now cast off all the sand. So the sand blows in the air. You think it's like cloudy? It's not cloudy. It's sand, uh, sand, what do you call them, clouds, I guess and the fine sand somehow finds a way into your house so all of your furniture everything, everything. gets full of fine sand even cupboards that are closed like we have a, a buffet in the dining room where all the fine china is in the bottom we never open that but christmas or whenever well i opened it the other day it was full of fine sand i don't know how it gets in but it does so I know it's boring who gives a crap about sand and phase
2: Angela joseph wrote hashtag ha 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 hashtag palm springs biggest blow job
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's true it, at palm it's palm springs 50, what it was 55 miles an 55 hour 55 mile an hour winds blowing us you know i mean even the queens had to admit it was the best blow job they've had in a while
2: it's really unbelievable the wind yeah, the
1: guys. winds were good you know it clears out the air you got beautiful air now and it picks up all the garbage and blows it away too bad it doesn't it
2: creates a mess you're right it creates a terrible mess
1: yeah, but too bad it doesn't blow some people away that are creepy, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the story.
2: So you want to tell them about, the, you watched the Sophia Loren movie that you liked because I didn't see it. Oh,
1: I saw a good movie. with Sof- I love Sophia Loren. For those of you out there who have not heard me brag a million times, but I made a movie with her. I played a soldier in 1959. The film was called That Kind of Woman. And I met Sophia uh, on three occasions we shot in central park and also grand state central station in new york and at all three times oh no i'm sorry i didn't see her in grand central she wasn't in that shot that was just tab hunter who became my lifelong friend um but sophia twice central park and long beach long island they used that railroad station pretending it was miami and sophia Lorenz's english was really bad and i began speaking italian to her and she said Uh, Your Italian is as bad as my English. And then we both started to laugh. But uh, then they came in. They were trying to get me away from the star. Like, you're not supposed to be here. Do not disturb Miss Loren. And Sophia looked at him and she said, it's okay. Leave him. Stay here. I've got a couple of minutes. And she said to me, you know, what's your name? And I gave her my Italian name, Rolando Rocco Sassarigo. And she said, oh, a nice Italian name. Yeah, sure. If you can pronounce it. And then we spoke for a few minutes and I adored her and I kept following her throughout the film, even when I wasn't in a shot which I was in three, I think I was in tab scenes twice and Sophia's scene, well, actually twice, but they cut me out on one because it was, uh, uh, they did a long shot and I'm walking in Central Park with my girl and her arm is around me. I'm a sailor and that was a good shot, but then they didn't use the long shot. They used the two shot. So that automatically cut me out. But that was a nice one because you could see my ass and it looked good in the sailor uniform. (laughs) Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so I so watched. What was the
2: movie, though? That I watched?
1: watched Sophia Loren last night. I don't remember the name of the movie, but it was about a mother, an Italian mother from Brooklyn, whose son is a dope addict. And she decides to go out and sell dope in order to get the ins on the dope pushers and then report them and put them in jail, of which she did. It's an exciting movie. I suggest you look at it. Uh, I think it was began with a C. I don't remember what it was. Concerned, maybe, or something like that.
2: It would have been like a 70s movie. Probably. Yeah,
1: 70s. She looked stunning in it. She was starting to age, but still lovely looking. Sophia Loren is a very large woman. Uh, that's the first thing I, I realized about her was broad-shouldered, big-chested, big boobs, big hips, big thighs, big hands. Uh, she's a big gal. She's not a petite little woman. And the other thing I noticed about her was her nose is hooked and her teeth are bucked and her eyes were swollen. And she went into dress, makeup, and hair and came out. And I just stood there and said, This is the most beautiful woman in the world. I've never seen a woman as beautiful as Sophia. When they put her together, all those features that were not pretty became magnificent. Uh, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. And the scene that we shot was, I'm a soldier up against a wall with a bunch of guys. And Barbara Nichols and Sophia walk past us on the railroad station. And we have to yell, yay, 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 terrific, woo, 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 all that stuff. Uh, I did it, but I wasn't acting. I was really thrilled because that's the first time I saw her all dressed up and made up. I saw her in the morning when she came in and she looked like hell. You know, she's dark. She she has chapped lips. She had no eye makeup. Her eyes were swollen. She had on a babochka kerchief, a trench coat and, and, you know, slacks and flat shoes. Now I see her walking down in a dress with the boobs bouncing and the gorgeous face. And Barbara Nichols, who I loved because I got to be friendly with her on the movie. She's an angel and a sweetheart. I, I miss the, the uh, her. She passed away, Barbara. But anyway, it was an experience I will never forget. Um, you know, Jimmy keeps talking on the show about bucket lists. So what, what would you be a wish? I wish that I could be in another Sophia Loren movie. I'd like to, I began my career. She was in my, I was in her first. No, I have to word this correctly. I was in her movie. She was my first movie. And I'd like to be with Sophia now. I think we could really play a good uh, part together.
2: So also, I want to give a welcome to uh, uh, Stefan Bell. He's he's not in the chat room, but he's on my phone listening. So, hey, Stefan, we also want to give a shout out. Thomas Claxton joined us in the chat room. And Sunday is Dawn Hinton's birthday. So she said this is her pre-birthday show. So happy birthday, Dawn. Happy
1: birthday, Dawn. We wish you a
2: very happy birthday. And And
1: Stefan, throw a kiss to that wonderful wife of yours. I love her.
2: And um, we're gonna bring in our first guest, who's who's in in the uh, okay, good in the background.
1: Hello, Brian Sebastian.
2: Hello, what's <laughs> up? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the number ones. My favorite two people.
1: Yeah, you go. And I'm so surprised they let a colored person on our show.
2: <laughs> yeah. Ron, you didn't,
1: you, you didn't get the message that I'm not really black. I grew up white, remember? <laughs> no, I thought you said you were Sicilian, Italian.
3: <laughs> How well, are you? I used, to hang, I, I, I used to hang out with him. I'm good. I'm good. It's glad. I'm really, really happy to see you guys. I call you guys the number ones because, in my book, and you are, you guys are the number one internet talk show, radio, podcasting, whatever you want to call it around the world. And I think that's fun.
1: And no smoke up your ass and no bullshit, because I tell the truth. I always tell Jimmy, you're my number one favorite guy that's an interviewer. I, I really like you so much, and I enjoy your show, and I love your humor. And I think you're number one, my darling. You are number one.
3: No, here's the thing. I'm number two right now. When you guys are relinquished, number one, then I will step in. No, there there, there, (laughs) there can
1: can be two number ones. We'll be the white number one and you'll be the black number one. So (laughs) therefore, you're number one in the black field. But I'm I'm not
3: really black. I just I I know you're Italian. well, that too. I used to hang out with them at, at Dunkin' Donuts. When I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, they would all come in. I would give them free coffee. They'd go, Brian, you want a Rolex? Because they liked me.
2: Sure.
1: Because
3: I, I didn't tell their secrets. Sure. I knew all their little mob secrets, and they trusted me.
1: And if you didn't give free coffee, you'd have your knees broken. But anyway, so exactly. what's going, on, what's on, going on. on? We have to do an intro. Oh, we didn't do an oh, intro yet? Oh, let's stop All right, it. everybody. Cut. Let's go begin.
2: Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, interviewer extraordinaire and host of Movie Reviews and more, Mr. Brian Sebastian. Hello, and welcome to the show.
3: Hey, I'm glad to be here. You can't see it, but it says grateful, because I am grateful. Grateful to be alive, grateful to do what, the, what we're doing. And again, we're in service to help people around the
2: world, and I think that's most important. Absolutely. So we got a chat room full of people. So say hi. You didn't hi.
1: introduce me, homo. Oh, well, he already knows you. Right? <laughs> no, I know that. Okay. But if, if you did another lead, if that's the beginning of the okay, show, well then here's... you didn't introduce me, gay queen. So
2: let me introduce you so
1: to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, I'm seated next to a big fruit. But anyway, hey, how are you? Nice to have you on our show. See how polite I can be. I never mentioned the fact that you are a colored boy. <laughs> it's good to see you, Rob. <laughs> we, we Don't you love that colored boy? I mean, what color did they think black people were? Red, green, yellow, orange? I mean, what color? You know, I have many, many black friends, and we make jokes about this. And the one that comes to mind is CeCe Pennington, you know, finally. Oh, yeah. Right. And she said she never understood why they called African-American people colored. Colored is like red, blue, green, and yellow, you know? Exactly. So if you have an answer to that, I'd like the answer. Why do they call African-American people colored?
2: I don't think they do anymore.
1: Oh, yes, they do. Well, no,
2: there's there's still some people that do
1: it. And they don't mean they don't do it to be malicious. The older, I have a lot of, not friends, but I've run into a lot of old people. You know, when I travel, they come up to me in an airport and, hello, how are you? And blah, 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 blah. And they will sometimes use words that we no longer use, you know. And I'm sure Colin yes, is exactly. one of Exactly. is one of them.
2: Wait, wait. We have a chat room full of people. So say hi to everybody in the chat room because it's filling up. Hello there, everybody. Everybody
3: around the world. This is Brian Sebastian. We'll be reviewing some more on the Jimmy Starr and
2: Ron Russell show. <laughs> There we go. So, so we want to tell everybody first of all. So, uh, so Brian hosts movie reviews and more. A very popular show. All our friends have been on it. Ron and I have been on it as as a duo. And I think. And let me say something.
1: If you don't watch this show, you're stupid. Because it. Re- Listen, I don't promo. You know, Macy's does not promo uh, Gimbals, That's for sure. <laughs> Just an old New York, an old New York joke. Macy's never Macy's never tells their customer when Gimbals is having a sale, and that's the truth. And I don't do it about most shows, but please, everybody, watch his show. It's really good. I watch it, and you know, and I hate these stupid talk shows. That's
2: right, you guys. And not only does he have a great show, he's on our sister station, K4HD Radio, which is the sister station to W4CY in LA. And he has to put up with Dean's bullshit,
1: and I give him credit for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and no, he always, I like, I like Dean,
1: and oh, we love Dean. And then I love Dean. You know and- what I did? I'm having heart surgery on Monday. I'm having a a triple bypass.
3: I was already saying my prayers for you earlier this morning.
1: Ah, No prayers. So I wrote back on Dean's care. I said, listen, Dean, if I croak, you can have my penis. But I hope you know how to. I said, but I hope when they do the surgery, you know how to handle 12 inches. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So Dean Dean is a great guy. Dean and I have an ongoing um, one up. You know, I do one, he does one, I do one, and we just have a good time with it. But he's a really cool guy, and he's an honest, he's a fair guy. I like you know a lot.
2: Uh, no, he, he is fabulous. Yeah, he's cool. He's fabulous. So Brittany Joseph has also joined us. So hello, Brittany Joseph. Hey, Britt. And um, uh, so so also, you guys, uh, Brian Sebastian uh, also has very great co-hosts on his show. Uh, one of them, everybody knows because she's been on our show several times, is Sherry Nelson. Tell us, who are your other co-hosts? Like, Let's give them all some props.
3: Terry Marie, with over three million views and counting. Nastasha Rumbos, Linda Steele, uh, April Monet, our, our fitness and uh, publicists on the uh, the sports side for Sportimix and uh, a couple other things around the world. Uh, Crystal Coney, the first Miss African American in North Carolina, Miss USA.
1: A yeah, colored girl. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Jessica Helm, um, out of Tennessee. And there's like three more I'm think I'm not thinking of for right now, but it will come
2: to me. And I'm I'm sorry Bra- about that because Brian. there's so many.
1: Brian, do me a favor. You're making me crazy. Center your camera, please. You're off to oh, the. Oh, he right.
2: doesn't want to like miss his little movie reviews
1: and. Watch oh, is it. that what it is?
2: <laughs> oh, I don't exactly like... it, exactly. He's uh, a marketing genius. I know that, but you see, the,
1: he's off camera, and it's driving me. Cr- I'm, from, okay. just, I'm from the olden days the where if you're not in the middle of the shot, you're out of the shot
2: i <laughs> will tell
3: you why I have this because they created it for me, and you know what it's like when they you know, when you walk a red carpet and they write your name on a piece of paper yes. I didn't want that I wanted my own sign to cake with me so I can just hear this is who we are because it's about promoting the brand and unique LED products that's why I chose it
1: that's, that's it. very narcissistic of you I like that. <laughs>
3: No, 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 no. It's, remember, remember, it's not the Brian Sebastian show. It's movie reviews and more. That's different. oh, oh, oh,
1: I thought it was your phone number and you're open for dates. That's good.
2: <laughs> I like to bust. I can have fun. I'm available when I'm picky. I'm it's a complicated. I'm sure one. you're picky. I have to say something, though, like you've got to be like one of the smartest people, because every co-host that you have is like drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> They're all like the most beautiful women on the planet. Um And and that happens like like Ron and I always hang out with beautiful women, but we're gay. They know that we're not going to hit on them. And so, like, it's it's easy, you know, but you being like a straight guy and having all these like gorgeous women around all the time. Number one, props to you. And number two, I think it creates a lot of great variety for your show.
1: You know, we gay guys yeah. get away with murder. Sherry Davis wrote on my Facebook about my operation. You know, I uh, can't wait till we can dance together you so I wrote back, don't wear a bra. Let the sisters bounce. This way all the guys will be happy that I said this to you because they can watch you, you know, bounce and they'll wish me well. No answer. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: but, but, but that is true. I heard you say that on Sadie Katz's show, uh, which I really like because Ron, Ron is so interesting. He This is the reason why I like him. And, I, and I'm no bullshit either. Good. I like you him know, because I he tells the truth. He's very unique. He gets the four E's. He's, enter- he's en- entertaining. He's engaging. He's exciting, but also empathetic. And I really like those things. The four E's is our, our own rating system for movie reviews and more.
1: Wow. Did you just make my buttons burst? I don't know, shirt with buttons, but if I, I did, did, if I did, they would bust. That was so nice of you to say that. Um, well, I don't do it I- to say it nice. I do it because it's true. Well, that's how I, it's my saying, you're rubbing my lines. I say, I don't say anything to be nice. I just tell it like it is. And if it's not nice, too fucking bad. But oops, am I allowed? I'm, I'm on my own show. I'm allowed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, the blood's not getting to my brain. My heart's not bumping fast enough. But anyway, Sadie Katz is like my daughter. You know how I love and adore her. We're very close and we're very, very dear friends. So working with Sadie on that show was easy. Sadie called me up like a couple of days later and she said, Ron, we got over two hundred thousand hits on it. It's amazing. Not surprised. Not the surprised. highest. The highest she ever got. And well, I and said- let me tell you this,
3: you know, sorry to interrupt you, Ron. It's because yeah. I was watching that show and I loved it. Everything you said reminded me of my old co-hosts. Everything was accurate from sex to breast, everything. And that's a rarity that someone gets it. Never mind someone who's gay. There wasn't one topic that you were off. I agree with everything and everything was precise. That's why it was special.
1: I lived 16 years as a straight man and I've lived the rest of my life as a gay man. So I knew what I was talking about. I knew what battles I had to fight. I knew what what prejudice is i mean not that you know because you're swedish but if you were if you were an african if you were an african if you were an african american you sure know what fucking prejudice is you know and um it was hard as a battle my life has been a battle and i'm still fighting for equal rights i'm fighting for uh everybody uh being able to be successful not to say, like I wrote on Facebook the other day, don't let the wall of color or sexuality yes. stop you from exactly. being a success it's so fucking stupid, look at Oprah Winfrey, they don't get any blacker or any fatter than Oprah Winfrey and look the at the strangest, money,
3: with the strangest name,
1: yeah. And Oprah who was Winfrey. Heavy set. yeah, well fat is the word but anyway <laughs> no she's fat sometimes she's skinny sometimes she's fat i mean look at johnny mantis there's a million million black performers out there football players i mean the black people have come a long way in the last 50 years you see
3: what he, you see what he said
2: jimmy the black people have come a long way
1: yeah, well, what am i, I going to say the swedish people i mean that's what you want but
2: the black, that's like my dad calling me the gay. no 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 no, no. when you,
1: it's proper grammar it's proper grammar when you talk about a group of people it's the group and the black is the group. Anyway, let's
2: get over that conversation. I want to anyway, to it's only because so first of it's all, only
1: because he's black and I'm being condescending to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's lot, I have to tell you a too, lot of white people do. Only... A lot of straight people do that with us. They condescend us. That's true. You know, you know, we have many gay friends. And I say, oh, did you ever blow them? You
3: know. <laughs> well, and they, yeah. And they say that we have many black friends I like, go, oh, well, I'm not really black. And then they right. forget. They go on to the next thing.
1: That's My right. very good friend, Casey, not. Uh, uh, Casey, uh, oh, my brain went to me. Casey, who I love, the comedian, the black girl, the funny one, a riot. CC, H- Cece H- Henriks. Cece Henriks said, Well, you know, I'm a colored girl. And I said, You know, I never noticed. And she sent me back hugs and kisses. And I never noticed.
2: She's the whole- she's That's the, the funny- beauty of today. Like if you
1: don't notice the differences in people, everyone gets treated equal.
2: True.
3: Jimmy, you asked asked the question of how, why they were all beautiful. That's not why I chose them. I chose them because they all have a story to tell. That's why they were chosen.
2: But they happen to also be beautiful, so it's really like nice to have. First of all, it's nice to have intelligent, beautiful women, you know, co-hosting with you. Yeah, who have a story and have something to say. Um, I wouldn't mind having going, a,
1: and, a gorgeous six foot three body yeah. built, hung 22 going, year old next going to back, me.
2: Going back to Sadie, you're going to get to meet her this weekend.
1: Yeah, Yes, I'm going to I see look, you. I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm I going, look forward to seeing you, Ron. I'm going to see you. Then we could really hug in person. Absolutely. Because I've never met you. I've seen you on these Because here's the thing, Jimmy and
3: Ron. So my, if I had a bucket list and I don't, if I had one for 24 hours. I would always want it. I wanted to be Tiger Woods for 12 hours, Bruce Lee for 12 hours, which would make my 24th. So now I had to cut it in half because now it would be Tiger Woods, Bruce Lee, and I'd have to throw in Ron Russell in there.
1: There you go. <laughs> Listen, you, uh, now that you're gone, I can't say where you're going. I, you know, well, it doesn't
2: matter because nobody gets to go.
1: Okay. Uh, now that you're going to Su Wong's Big Bash, you have to have Su Wong on the show. She's good. She's a well, brilliant thing. lady. I love she her. She was supposed to be on my show in 2016,
3: because I actually had one of her dresses at the Hollywood Film Festival. One of our co-hosts wore it. It was a $20,000 beautiful dress. I returned it. It was on loan. And that's when I really connected with her. And then she didn't want to drive to Malibu that day. And then the last time uh, we were going to have her on last year, uh, she had the picture, but the sound wasn't working. So I said, "Okay, we'll make it work. So we will make it work.
1: I, I love her. She's the most intelligent woman, the most accomplished woman, a woman that loves beauty and art. Everything she Absolutely. touches is magic. When I'm with her or in her world, it's my world of 70 years ago, 60 years ago. When Elegant. When we were elegant people and we dressed beautifully and behaved well. Su Wong is... is you know, people say to me, oh, you like her because she's rich and fancy. I say, I'll go fuck yourself. My friend, Laura Spence, Lara Spence is worth about 150 million. She married a guy that's loaded. You know what I mean? Lara Spence grew up in my house. Angelina Jolie grew up in my house. I know so many multimillionaires. What do you think? I like them because they've had money. How stupid and shallow can you be? Why? Because the person's rich means you shouldn't like them. Yeah, I, if Sue go up a bit tomorrow, lost everything, and lived in a trailer, I would go there and have you know Chinese food. Would I bring, bring in Chinese food? <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: I feel the I, same way. It's not yeah. what you have; it's what you bring to the yeah. table. It's your it, story. It,
1: it's the morons that accuse you of this who are the climbers, and there are a lot of people who want to be friends with Sue because they can sponge, get for free, and get to enjoy something without returning anything.
2: So Eileen just joined us in the chat room. we say hi before, to Eileen. Before, before oh, we, wait, we, got, we
1: got to thank Eileen. No, with the, who, the breast of eel? Is that what we're talking about? She just
2: got her hair and nails done.
1: What color hair oh, do you really? have?
2: Oh, I don't know. It'll
1: be, if she put that color gonna, in it. It's going to be colored in it. Oh, well, all right. Oh, we'll get to her breasts later. I mean, to her personality <laughs> later. Anyway, Su Wong is by far one of the most gracious women. She's a little eccentric, a little nuts, but... Whatever she Are is. we all? Absolutely, I was going there. Don't walk on my lines, Brian. I'll beat the shit out of you when I
3: see you. <laughs> oh, I gonna... Ron, Ron, remember I wanted the...
1: to be. I got. I'm a, I'm a part of you. Remember? No, I'm going to kick you right in the fucking balls when I see you. I mean, you ever step on my lines again, you're <laughs> Oh dead. wow, Eileen
2: says what? her hair is blonde, orange, and periwinkle this time. So I don't know if she had orange before. Well, did you
1: do the pussy too to match the snatch patch <laughs> to match? Eileen. <laughs> <Which laughs> Eileen, <laughs> did you do the snatch patch to match the multicolored box, uh anyway, ra- rainbow box?
2: I, I'm super excited that we're going to actually like get to meet you. We're I can't wait a, to
1: meet Eileen. We're going to have
2: a really good time, and uh, I
1: haven't had a decent pair of tits on my chest in a long time.
2: that all should be fun. I, I love know, I, I
1: love Eileen Shapiro. We're going to have a good time. She's like my 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 uh, make believe wife. I love Eileen. Eileen is a good person. She, everybody loves Everybody wants a screw-up. You know, every guy we she know says, wants... She says, of it. course... Of course, she's a fucking conceited bitch. But everybody, every no, guy. Of course, she did
2: her snatch patch.
1: Oh, 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's amazing. Every guy we introduce her to, they come back and say they want to bang her. So I said, what what you got in your honeypot, honey? I mean, what kind of honey pot does she have that every guy wants to bang her?
2: Eileen says she has some new people to schedule, Brian.
1: <laughs> new people to schedule. I mean, you know, Brian. Bring
2: them on. Bring them on. No, way, let's 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 promote your show a little bit, and then we're going to talk about. Why some promote? Of the cool
1: people. Does Macy's promote Gimbal's? No, well, no, because he's on this. Sh- First of oh. all, I have to tell
2: you. So we've only had in our 14-year history, um, the guys from the Scene Snobs, the guys from Freaking Amazing Podcast, and you, because we don't normally bring on the competition, but those are our favorite shows. Um, and you guys are all doing
1: something unique like and Man-ha- different in I your like own Manhattan way. I like Manhattan too. Yeah, that's Scene Snobs. Yeah, Manhattan's nice, I like Manhattan. but I like I like Brian better. Um,
3: but, but you way- know, as we know, we're, we're not in competition. That's not how we do it. We're here to no. help people. You know, no. It's absolutely. no, no, no.
1: We, we listen, nobody could do the show that we do because they don't have the balls that I have to say the things that I say. And a lot of That's people true. say a lot of, you know what? A lot of people are crude and vulgar and offensive all my life, all of my life, whenever I came out with anything dirty, people thought it was funny and Left, I have never offended anyone, or in any way has anybody referred to me as being gross or bad. Once a reviewer referred to our show and said how uh, disgrace. What would it what, what I don't they, know. we have one. He called we me have, some fucking. We have like
2: three hundred and thirty reviews on on Apple Podcasts, and one person said that we were vulgar and trashy, <laughs> and that I and,
1: and that I was crude and whatever, whatever. And I that's not bad. I and I wanted to write. I wanted them. to write back. Well. Five and a half million people don't think so, you ass work. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Fuck you. with stupid, jealous, whatever you are. Yes, well, I Well, look what happened with Howard Stern, you know? Yeah. Well, Howard Stern, all he started with was show me your tits. And mm-hmm. everybody was flipping out over that 40, 50 years ago. Howard Stern did something I didn't care for. When Fran Drescher, who I know and like very much and interviewed, was on his show. He said, here's a dildo, show us how to give a blowjob. And I thought that was something even I would never ask of a guest. I thought that was really, really in bad taste. And you could see how Fran Drescher was embarrassed and how she didn't want to do it, but she played along with it and she did it. Right. And I was sorry that she did it. What I would have said was, bend over. I've got a place to put this, Howard.
2: I'll show you. Exactly. How. <laughs> uh,
1: you know what I mean? I, I'm only sorry that she. I couldn't get to her to say, Fran, say this bend over Howard. I got a place for this. Exactly. So there's a difference between being real and using the street language that everyone out there uses, even the Bible bangers, the born again Christians. I mean, Jane Russell, there couldn't be more Christian than my buddy, Jane Russell. And her favorite word was fuck them. (laughs) Fuck them. So
2: I want to go back to Brian. Let's go back to Brian. Okay. so first of all, because you've been doing this a long time. Like, I think yeah. you were a radio yeah. host in the like late 80s or early 90s or something, right? He's
1: much older than he looks. He yeah, looks you young. He's
2: about what are
1: you about 85 or 86. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, well you know, I've got the Apple
3: thing going on right now because I've been sequestered since November 12th, just yeah. fine-tuning everything. But when I cut my <laughs> well, hair, I, I kind of look like I'm 35 or 40. At that
1: that's because they say black don't crack. But, of course, you're Swedish, so you're going to crack soon.
3: <laughs> I love the Swedish woman. <laughs>
2: I love my <laughs> Swedish friends. I think that's hilarious.
1: No, you're Swedish. You just stayed in the sun too long.
2: So you've been doing uh, this for like a long time. And I one thing that I really like in following you in your social media, which you should tell everybody, what's your Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and stuff? Tell everybody real quick.
3: There's two. Uh, one is that drum corps nut, D-R-U-M-C-O-R-P-S-N-U-T, drum corps nut. And it's got a bug in it because stupid people from Instagram won't fix it. So I can't tag people correctly. So I had to start a new one. The real one is movie reviews and more, just like it sounds. So I'm slowly building that up the correct way because, you know, I, this is what I hate about social media. If something's wrong, you can't correct it on their end. You can't get a hold of them, and that drives me nuts.
2: I hate that too. And,
3: and, and, Jimmy, you know that. But when it comes to these things, it's really movie at movie reviews and more. And then Twitter, which is my weakest, I'm starting to – now I can focus on it. I'm starting to build, build that up. And I like Twitter spaces. I don't know if you know about that, Jimmy.
2: Yes, I do know about it. I haven't really done I, it I yet. love that.
3: I love that. I, I I'm going to start it working at.
2: that. But you guys, his movie reviews and more on Twitter is M O V I E R E V I E W S, the letter N, and then M O R uh, for the actual Twitter handle. But then the title of it is Movie Reviews and More with the, e at the end of so it. So
1: when my movie comes out and I'm starring with Lainey Kazan, you could make a good review. We'll, we'll give you some. I like here. Lainey. I love, a I love love Lainey. She's a dear so, friend, anyway, was, very dear friend of mine. We'll bribe you. We'll give you a couple of thousand if you give a good review. Yeah, yeah, right.
3: <laughs> no, I, I could never be bought when it comes to that because I don't do stuff for money, yeah. if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, maybe 10000 you change your mind. <laughs> maybe it's just no. going to
2: be good and he's going to love
1: it. No, well, that, Definitely it's going to be good with Lainey. No, then, that's,
3: that's not, I never operated like that.
1: No, on, I, I on learned te- that from Brian, I'm only teasing. Now, well, now, you know, it's,
3: but it's always good to tell people that, well, because, you know, now, I, I, you do what you love, as you will say.
1: Now, now when I see you and hug you and kiss you, I'm not going to put my tongue in your ear because you weren't you're being cooperative. You're being punished. <laughs> no tongue in your it, ear. You're being punished. It wouldn't be the first time, Ron. <laughs> I, <know. laughs>
3: oh, I made around that well, that's we're, pretty gonna good.
1: Ha- we're gonna you know we have to be tested before we go into the party with uh temperature and we have to wear masks and we have to stay socially distanced so i don't know how we're going to do all of that but we will we have to still do the correct thing well we have to otherwise you know we get in trouble
2: and yes. everything's going to be fine so i want to go back mm-hmm. so you post all these great pictures on uh on your social media and you really have i mean like i saw a picture the other day of you and robert duvall and like like tell us some of the cool people that you've actually like interviewed cuz people i don't know sometimes you interview a lot of up and coming people and sometimes you interview really famous people but i don't know that people get like some of the the quality of some of the people you've actually like interviewed the biggest celebrities like in history
3: this think about this i was watching um cnn films from the birth of cinema think about this every 90s movie that was made I did put it this way. I probably interviewed all the everybody from the 90s movies, the entire cast, the writers, producers. Think about that. Start there right up to 2016. Imagine how many interviews that that was. I was doing them every day, if not every other day and every weekend, whether it was in Los Angeles or New York or they flew us to a different location. Imagine that.
2: And they flew you that that I like. They
1: blew him. (laughs) They flew him. Oh, they blew him.
2: So, t- so brag a little bit because you've got to be one of the – you're probably like one of the least braggadocious people I've ever met for someone who's accomplished so
1: much. So let's
2: brag for you a little bit.
1: Braggadocious. Oh, I like it. It's such a gay word. All like right, let's start
3: here. It. Let's let's go to the start. So I remember A Touch of Evil when uh, the, re- the re-release came out. So I got a chance to interview Charlton Heston, and this is when he was big into the NRA. So I went back and I said, Charlton, you marched with Martin Luther King. You, you, what was that like to march? And his eyes lit up. Because I don't think anybody had asked him that question in, in decades. And then we became friends. And then I had that same junket. It was only 10 people that didn't. Janet Lee was there. So it was an honor to talk to them. Siegfried and Roy, when they left Vegas, they came down with the little white tiger. It was good. So my gift was a little white tiger in a, in a, in a lunchbox that they gave me. And I brought one of my friends because I wanted them to say, this is Siegfried and Roy. And here's the little baby white tiger. So I think of all those things like that uh, Ocean's Eleven, the entire cast. So Brad Pitt, Andy Garcia, George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Matt Damon, all of those people there. Think about all that. And a lot of these things were one on one where you would walk into a hotel and it would be they come in. There might be myself and three other people there, or it could be myself and seven other people there. But I was the only, the only person, I, I call this, my future book is going to be the only one in the room. Meaning I was the only person of color in the room interviewing this. On the flip but, side of that, Ron, you'll get a kick out of this. I was not invited to do black films. And the reason for that is they go, Brian, we can't invite you. You're not a black outlet. I said, and I'm looking at my hand like this. Because you're when Swedish. Because <laughs> you look but, but, Swedish. But, you know, I was like, that, that threw me off because I'm like, what does color have to do with reviewing films Stupidity. and talking to people? Total and, stupid. I, and, I, and, I, and I never forgot that. And I said, I will never be labeled by someone who doesn't know me ever again because I had to fight to get into all of these interviews because I was the smallest outlet. And I never forgot that. And I said, OK, I'll show you what you said can't be done. I'm just going to outlast you guys. So to this day, I outlast everybody.
2: I have to say, too, like, because I would love Julia Roberts is, and Charlize Theron are like the two ladies on my, and Molly Ringwall, which I don't know why I can't get Molly Ringwall, but those are like the three ladies on my bucket list. Um, well, you know, I have, I, know.
1: Some, I have some star credits, too. Fuck, guys. You, you think you say so hot? <laughs> hot shit. And I didn't just interview, but I was best friends with Jane Russell, like my sister, good friends with Betty Davis. Uh, I've known Cliff Robertson. I know uh, Lauren Bacall. Uh, my God, there's a list that's so long. I don't want to leave it. I love left. your Lauren Bacall uh, story. Yeah, well, she's a she, she she what? Brian, if you would have interviewed her on your show, you would have been mesmerized. This broad was so Brooklyn, so outrageous. I, I didn't. She her. was a broad.
0: He
3: interviewed her.
1: You did. Then, you know, no, what- she
3: was very she was very elegant.
1: Oh, you got the. I brought the Brooklyn out. I mean, I knew her. <laughs> I, I, I was sitting. I was sitting on her lap at a luncheon. But I mean, I, I brought out the. She cursed. She drank. She was a cool broad. I mean, Lauren Bacall was. She could be that Hollywood yeah image that they taught them. But in the real world, Lauren, the Betty Davis was on screen. Oh my God, so elegant and enunciated and spoke so perfect. And in real life, she smoked cigarettes, drank scotch at the same time, and said, fuck you. I mean, you know, I knew the intimate Mr. Blackwell, Mr. Elegant Mr. Blackwell. Everybody was afraid to be in a room with him because he was going to critique what they wore. And end up on
3: that Blackwell list.
1: He came to my house in sneakers and jeans and an Izard shirt with a beard. Didn't shave. And he'd say to me, nobody's coming, right? And I said, no, it's just us. So, you know, stars, (laughs) stars, when you're friends with them, they're totally different from when you interview them. When you interview them, it's an interview they've done a thousand times. They put their best foot forward. And this is where
3: you guys can relate to this. This is what made it special, you know, before they got to know you, they would walk into the room. And so I always went by that feeling, by that energy. And if they didn't want to talk about a movie, you know, Ron, you know this, they're not going to talk about a movie, especially if it was bad. But, you know, I, I, I think of Nick Nolte coming in from fatigues. He was wearing his hospital garb because he had just gotten his, his blood uh, regirdled or whatever he was at UCLA when he was going through his phases of things. And he would be there promoting a film. and But it was an honor to talk to him because we became friends in a different way. And you're right. Once you get to know them, hopefully they 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 like you and then you get a chance to be invited to their home or you'll see them in a different way. And that's what makes it very special. You get to know the real them. And that's unusual. And it's weird.
1: Know, that's what he loves. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm friends still today. Today, I'm still friends with many uh, famous people. I interviewed Laney ages ago and Laney said to me, whatever you do, do not mention that I went out with Frank Sinatra for three months. I said, why would I do that? I'm not crazy we weren't 10 minutes into the show i said see laney i never told him that you had dated frank sinatra for three months (laughs) and she went hysterical well i got a phone call afterwards and you had to hear what she said but anyway she was hysterical so there's a way i mean i know there was a who was it i interviewed that didn't like a movie god i can't remember who the person male or female but anyway i in a roundabout way got that movie out and I got them to laugh at it. And they, after the show was over, they said, that was really amazing how you turned one of my uh, negative fears into a positively funny thing. So it's up to the interviewer to know exactly how to handle a star. Cliff Robertson, I was getting nothing out of him. You know, major Academy Award winner, great star in Hollywood. I mean, he was, yep, nope, yep, nope. So I said, I heard your wife is a bitch. (laughs) You know, who opens up like that? Well, he said, she's not a bitch. She just plays bitches. And then he rolled. Then he started to go. So, a lot Glenn Ford. I mean, Glenn Ford on screen was talkative and wonderful in person in between sips of scotch. He was boring, Glenn Ford, nothing you got nothing Hang out on, of him. Brian
2: Ford. and ask like some of these big people that you like <laughs> interviewed actually, anybody you've you get that because we get that every once in a while where we you ask somebody a question and they give you a one word answer, which is like the well, yep, yep, there's yep. two people that come to mind. One was Michael Keaton, he would do that. So,
3: you know, I knew his publicist really, really well, Jeff Raymond, who still reps him. So I'm like, I was telling someone ask him something unusual because he's going to answer yep or no and just sit there and smile. Um, same thing with John Goodman. If you didn't know how to ask John Goodman a question, he would just start. He would, he would just start sweating profusely in front of the microphones because he was uncomfortable. And that's when I found out a lot of these people come in you put a microphone in their face, they don't know what to do with it. I know Ron's got something coming from that one. But in well, general, well, when it comes I, to things, like a few
1: of them, I could suggest what to do with the mic, but I wouldn't. <laughs> but um, Exactly. They, have- get uncomf- they, get un-
3: they get uncomfortable. So you got to know which way to pivot. They- and we all know we see a lot of these hosts that don't know how to ask a question. Just because you have a podcast or a radio show, a TV show
1: doesn't mean you're a good interviewer. Right, Ron and Jimmy? Brian, <laughs> Br- Brian, Brian, I'm going to put it to you directly (laughs) if you do not have a personality do not do not interview ass works these morons that are out there now with these podcasts i've seen some of their shows been on some of their shows and they look like shit they're in sweatshirts with a baseball cap and they're talking like moron. <laughs> they're talking like fucking morons they couldn't be more boring more boring so i get filthy dirty raunchy outrageous and they get a good rating so you know it's your personality that the stars like Joan Rivers, listen to this, Brian, is a true story. Oh, I love
3: Joan Rivers. She became my Wait New York minute. mom.
1: Wait a minute. I was in a limo between uh, Joan Rivers and Debbie Reynolds. I only prayed and wished I had a camera. If I could have videoed and recorded what they were doing in that and saying in that limo, people would have died from laughter. The two of them together, Debbie was crazy, you know. Debbie, you ask her a question, she went someplace else. Debbie was very, very—I um, don't know what the word is—she uh, had her own world, and she answered you from her own world. And Joan would say, "Debbie, now Debbie, answer. What would you fucking answer me that question?" And she'd go back and forth, <laughs> and the Debbie would say, "Oh fuck you! Don't get excited." Well, there was more fucks in that car than in any bordello. I mean. They were a riot together. Uh, Joan Rivers was just, uh, you know, I worked with her once and years ago. And she, in the green room, she didn't talk to anybody. She was busy with her paperwork. And I, my first meeting, and I thought, wow, she's just not funny at all. She's quite boring. As are most comedians. Did you find that when you interviewed? Off-camera, they're one thing on no, or another.
3: No, not at all, because I understood what their personalities (laughs) were like. And, Ron, you can relate to this. Here's the thing about comedians. Every single comedian is insecure. Every single one. They got into being a comedian because they were being bullied. They made the bully laugh. And so you know that from Billy Crystal on up to all of them. I made Robin Williams cry, and when he died, he made me cry. That was our whole thing. And it was very, very special. And, And like I said, for Joan, I have a great photo that I took uh, of Joan, uh, her daughter, uh, Kathy Hilton, and Paris Hilton. And I'm like, what's the chances of anybody's going to get these four together? I took the photo, and then I went to go grab a photographer because they were stupid enough not to see the opportunity. Take a photo of them. And then Richard, um, um, uh, I forgot his name. The the dad was there. The husband was there. I'm like, get in there. Let me take a photo of you people. So I'm like telling them what to do. And it's a great photo of the, the Rivers family, the Hilton family, and I took the photo. That was one of the best photos I ever took at the, the Langham, um Hotel uh, Spa and Resort in Pasadena. Well, it was such not, a fun yeah, yeah, event. You need to be
1: in those photos. I mean, well, Yeah, you, but when he, do, when he does work. his book, he could put the photo in the book.
3: All of that stuff is going to go in there, and it's going to you know, be an AR book, Ron.
1: I, I regret. I was in Betty's company quite a few times. We didn't have cell phones. And I wasn't yeah. about to get an Instamatic with a cube and ask for a picture of her with no makeup. Because Betty Davis, without makeup and her hair pulled back, looked like a man. She was not an attractive woman by any... I mean, I knew her very old. And you didn't ask those stars to take... Like today, you take a picture That's next right. to a star. That was called rude.
3: You know, It was frowned upon, and it was yeah. impolite.
1: Because a lot of people said to me, oh, you say you knew these people. Well, how come you don't have pictures with them? I said, stupid. They don't get it. Back in my day, you didn't dare ask for a picture. Now, Jane Russell, Jane Russell and I were dining in Farm Springs one night and a married couple came over and they said, oh, Mr. Russell, could you please give us an autograph? So Jane said, I'll do one better than that. Come on behind me. Take a picture with me. And they did. And they were thrilled to pieces. They said, thank you so much for the picture. And then when they left, Jane said, I didn't have my glasses and I don't sign my name right if I couldn't see in the dark. That's funny. (laughs) You know, so they learned as time went on.
3: But here's you, the thing. They would have taken. Uh, I, I used to have a disposable. Every uh, Ron and Jimmy, every photo that I took was on a disposable camera. Why? I had those two. I been, had on
2: too. But
1: yeah, you, you know why? You're talking it's,
2: about no, why. Why? Because they would have
3: taken that camera away and you would have never seen it again. That's why you weren't supposed to take photos. Yes. It was frowned upon. Yes. Well, it was, That's you why talking. I did. And, and it mm-hmm. was on one take. One take, all those photos, it was never set up. And that's why I laugh at these people today. Oh, can we, we take that photo? I look too, no, 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 no. You're lucky. No. be grateful that you have one to begin with because it's still impolite and rude sometimes.
1: I went to, in my young years, uh, in my early 20s, I went to a lot of events in New York City, you know, ward, things and stuff like that. And when mm-hmm. you went in, they would look to see if you had a camera, and if you had exactly. a camera, they took it away from you. Exactly. And then before the thing began, they said, "No photographs, please, ladies yep. and gentlemen, in case a woman snuck a camera in her bag, because the celebrities that were in that room were smoking or picking their nose. Exactly, and they don't yep. want to photograph like that. So picking they, their nose. No, <laughs> well, they didn't pick their. Of course, they picked their nose. They burped. They they did everything. The women would give fingers to each other across the room like, hey, frig you. I mean, it was fun. You know, the
3: photos that got away, Ron and Jimmy, were Beyonce for her first film, Austin Powers. It didn't come out. Again, disposable camera. John Travolta for the the General's Daughter didn't come out. He loved that interview. Didn't come out. And then the other one was uh, Charlie Sheen. Every time Charlie Sheen was going through something, Charlie and I would get together in a corner, and we would just talk. We were talking about women, but nobody knew it. And then as published as Stan Rosenthal would keep everybody at bay. Those are the things that that you can't recapture. And I miss those 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 most moments like that.
1: Well, I did a wonderful interview with Tab Hunter, who was my buddy, and it was an honest uh, interview. And Tab told me things he wouldn't tell anybody else on the air. And the people that I didn't own the film, you know, the law, if you don't own the film, it's not yours. And the people that shot it owned the film. And they have it in their studio. And I've asked them a million times, please give it to me. I'll pay you anything you want. And they said, oh, well, it's in an unmarked box and we have a million boxes in the studio. It would take us all day long to go through it. And I volunteered to do it myself. Now, it's a wonderful, wonderful interview. Tab Hunter talked about his homosexuality, about everything. I got a lot out of him. And I'm heart sick over that still. Right, Jimmy?
2: Yeah, actually, I, that, let me t- let me transfer that over to you. So you did all those interviews and stuff. Were they for your own show or were they for somebody else? Like, do you get did you get? To no. The you or- know what I learned? I learned
3: this back in the day. Even when I I, I sat in for my friends for CNN or whatever. So a lot of times this is a, this is how I outlast people. There was so much stuff going on in Hollywood. Uh, you know, you might have three red carpets in one night. You're lucky if you get invited to one of them. You might be doing interviews at the Four Seasons of the Hilton during the day. A lot of people weren't on that junket circuit, which is what we call. And for people that don't know what junkets is, it's when the celebrity comes in the room to promoting a, a TV show, film, or a CD or book, and you get a one-on-one with them. So for our radio roundtable room, we had only basically seven people. They were all syndicated. I was the only one who wasn't. I had to fight to get in there, and I always sat next to talent uh, when they came in. And the reason for that, I wanted you to know who I was. I knew your film. I knew what was coming out. And that was most important because a lot of these people didn't see films. They thought they, thought they were special because they were there with the outlet. So I said, don't you guys get a chance to keep your content? The answer was no. So I said, oh, I'm going to keep all the content then. So if I did something, <laughs> for, B, if I did something for BET, it's going to be movie reviews and more, but I'm underneath BET. So, you so got, I learned you those things. everything. So right. you kept out. Yeah, but you see <clears throat> I didn't, absolutely
1: I didn't think I was leaving the the people I worked for, um they were not very professional. They're not even existing. There. I don't know what the hell they are now. But the company I worked for never explained to me that if they shoot the film, the film belongs to them, not me. Exactly. And they I did never, not
3: tell anybody that.
1: Well, I never thought to ask who does, you know, you figure you're going to be with this company for a couple of years. You're under a contract. Didn't work that way. But like you said, going to these junket things, I don't go there. I wasn't going to do that because I don't like trying to beg to get a minute in to talk to somebody. Fuck you. Who the hell are you? You're just an actor. What I did was I created an in-house interview. All of my set the record straights are like with Tippy Hedren. I, I met Tippy at Blackwell's memorial funeral for the first time and we got drunk and we were kissing and hugging and we really got along well. And then I said to her, I'd like to interview you. She said, fine. I said, no, I want to go up to Shambhala, Shambhala. And she said, fine. And I did with my crew. I went up there and that brought a sort of intimacy into a show where, you know, it was more than just, you know, you know, going to these book, these signings, where all the stars sign their pictures and stuff. I did that with Jane Russell. I helped her out. matter of fact, Tony Curtis was next to me. It was a ball. But anyway, uh, all the people coming up, <laughs> sign, signing things, and then people came in. They wanted an interview. She couldn't give an interview. She had a line of people waiting to sign pictures. Exactly. So she, so she gave them a polite three words and said, that's all I can give you because now my line is getting too long. And, I, I, no, if I can't do an intimate Barbara Walters kind of interview, Mm-mm. Not not important enough. I've got so many stars that are willing to do it. Uh, the one I don't like is Batman. What was his name? Burt
2: Burt Ward. Did you ever interview Burt Ward? No. This is Bert. No, I didn't. I, not, I missed not, that not, because not I didn't.
1: Burt Ward, the one Bert... the, the one that played Batman wasn't Burt. The Burt Ward was the, the Robin. That oh, other okay. he was he was another piece of work. The two, oh,
2: Adam West.
1: Adam West. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I, I walked out of the room and I said some profanity as I left. I told him where he, well, was.
3: he was. He was a frustrated actor because he was typecast. So he carried that frustration with him the entire time. Same thing with what's her face uh, who played Ginger. She used to come into the tower of video when I worked there because all these celebrities went in when the video craze was there. And she goes, uh, she, she felt entitled to because she was typecast. So she couldn't get a job. So she took it on and everybody else. And I never forgot. same thing with woke man. Jack, I got into it. Yeah, you know, you know him. something?
1: I knew her well. And, um. Oh, how am I going to do this delicately? Her
3: name some, was Tina something, right?
1: Tina Louise. Tina Louise, yeah. Yes. I, I yeah. know her. Very, she was going out with a good friend of mine. She was the girlfriend of I used to go to Sunday brunches with her up at Perry Winkler's house in Truesdale. Um, she used to be, I, I think she was very, let's put it politely, I think some kind of chemicals or medication she took made her uh, a little uh, snobby or standoffish.
3: But it makes she, a lot of sense.
1: But if she didn't take her medication, let's put it, she was a sweet girl, very, very innocent, like a like a country girl. Quite, okay, that makes a quite, lot of sense. Quite beautiful. Yeah, hey,
2: everybody it's say cool. hi. Hi, too. Mick Manhattan
1: joined us from CNC Manhattan. You came in second, Brian. It's hey, first. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> do you actually
2: know? Do you know Mick? Do you know Mick? Because so, you'll you guys would get along really good. He's a cool, Mick guy. Is a really no, I don't stupid. know. Him.
1: Oh, he's a great guy. You'd like Mick a lot. Yeah. So say hi to Mick. Yeah. Mick, Mick, Mick is hey, my second. You're yeah, my you number know. one favorite. Mick is my second number favorite. You I'm like
2: honored about that.
1: Well, you're the only two shows I'll ever do again. You know, everybody has asked me. Now, to- you
2: also like Freaking Awesome Podcast. There was three.
1: OK. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of it. <laughs> you know, I've been interviewed a lot. And so many of these people that have interviewed me said, oh, my God, my ratings were outrageous. Would you come back? And I politely said No. We, because my ratings are important, not yours. And if you don't like it, <laughs> if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. I don't
2: you care. know that before the pandemic, there was 750,000 shows. Uh, now there's over 1.5 million. So Which is
1: ridiculous. So, you know, we've... We, Everybody wants to be an interviewer. They don't know the work you put into it.
3: No, they don't. Do, do they, Jimmy? They I, don't. Not, and Ron, you know all. that. So they don't. They have no idea. They so think, here's the thing. <clears> you know... Uh, Let's see, as of today, and it's only been a year and 12 days, we've done 302 shows. That's just Zoom in one year. Now, we've done, we've done 22 shows on the new uh, um, uh, platform on our Tuesday Night Live show, but we've done 23 in studio since August because we never stopped. We built it during Converse. So we built it up safely. And yes, you guys will be coming there um, sometime, Ron, after you feel comfortable after your surgery. Because I got a setup for you guys special and you will enjoy it because it's open air. I I
1: think we've got you beat because we have how many? 4,000 shows we've done? No, but he's talking about in the last year. No, no, no. I'm talking about how many shows since we started. We've done over 4,000. We haven't. Because don't
2: forget, he does them every day. No, but how many shows? Do we, we do them once a week. So we only do 50 a year for 14 years. So how much seven, is that? 700 shows. That's all? He did 300 in I one year. I thought we did
1: 4,000 no. shows. He
2: did 300 in one oh, year. Right. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 only Why did I think we did 4,000 shows? In nine years, we didn't do 4,000 shows?
2: No. 4000's a fucking
3: lot. You'd be doing it every day. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. No, so I know. was doing three to five a day. And also, you mentioned Chad Hunter. Yeah. Tab Hunter, that documentary, people, if you get a chance, watch Tab Hunter documentary. Oh, i The story is phenomenal. I've seen
1: it a million times. Yeah, we've seen it.
3: I knew No, all... I mean for everybody else out there because it, oh. it is movie reviews and more. So I always want to get people movies that they may not have seen. It's an excellent documentary. No, I,
1: I, I knew while they were doing it, and Tab and I talked about it often, um, and I said to him, I said, if you're going to do it, do it honest. Don't be afraid. And he said, no, you're right, Ron. He said, I would never do it where I'm trying to get away with something. Tab Hunter in person is my buddy as I know him. Um, Was the kindest, the most gentle, the most caring, the most beautiful looking human being you ever want to meet. I adored him. And he used to call me crazy Ron. Because he, no, he somebody somebody said, he, no somebody in Florida said to tab Hunter do you know Ron Russell he said you mean crazy Ron Palm Springs <laughs> the guy said yes yeah. <laughs> crazy Ron Palm Springs and tab laughed he said yeah he said he's a good friend of mine um I was happy that he did it the way he did it uh, it's very good. Yeah.
2: So you guys too, because uh, you can you can subscribe to movie reviews and more on YouTube, you guys. And then his live show is Tuesdays on K4 HD Radio. Uh, what time? Five PM. Everything is at five PM around the world, PST time.
1: How do you do five interviews in a day?
3: I I was killing it. <laughs> oh, wait, but, but, uh, ask, wait. ask Eileen. She booked a lot of them when I wasn't doing them. But oh, wait, how many uh,
1: minutes each interview? Ten. No way. No, it's, a, it's a between 34 and 50. Oh, minutes. shit. I wouldn't work that hard. Nobody's worth it. <laughs> I, 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 have, I would have to listen to those egomaniacs, five egomaniacs a day talking about I, 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 me, 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 I, I, I. I would scream. Oh, my God.
3: Oh, I was killing myself because I was doing it Christmas Eve, oh Christmas you're Day, what New Year's Day. What for? That's crazy. Because it was the content and getting up there. We got up to 80,000 views within a 26-hour uh, yeah, period. Yeah, but don't you? But feel- it was really five hours.
1: Don't you feel you burn out and you become repetitious and use the same shit in each show? That's what's wrong with doing so many. You have to be an original. Every show has to have new questions and new thinking. That's why we're a success because our show every week, we don't know what the fuck we do. Um, and, and I try not to, like, I apologize for repeating the Lauren Bacall story. Did I? Or whoever story it was, I repeated. And because you can't do that. And I know, now let's see, who was it that I interviewed? Oh, Jane Russell. my I said, Jane, I'm going to interview you. She said, okay. And then after the interview was over, she said, you know, J- I said, you know, Jane, you gave me the same interview you gave 100 people. She said, well, what did you want me to say? I said, I wanted something. I wanted something original. She said, like what? I said, I don't know. But the same crap that you fed those other guys you gave me on your show, word for perbatim." Per- 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 and she said, well, you want to do it over? I said, no, the audience doesn't know. Let them worry about it. I wasn't going to do it over again. And, you know, because Jane Russell was um, not a great talker. In private, one-on-one at dinner, she was wonderful. We talked about Absolutely. her yep. vitamins, her health, her husbands, or this or that. Oh, wow. Marilyn, we talked about, you know, bullshit. But on camera, she was, you know, universal. She was- You
3: mentioned Marilyn. I got to say this. People don't realize that Marilyn Monroe helped save Ella Fitzgerald on getting her to sing in clubs. People don't realize that. That's, she doesn't that, get credit that, for that.
1: that. No, she does. It's little I knew that. She did. Uh, she does get credit. Not enough. Let's put it that way, because there's so much about Marilyn that they feel is far more important than Ella Fitzgerald. Who really knows Ella Fitzgerald? But people my age and jazz freaks who want the best jazz singer. But if you go to the young people today and say Ella Fitzgerald, they they have no idea. So they do what what they they basically put Marilyn out there always as the goddess, you know, the sexy things. I found out a lot of things from Jane Russell about Marilyn Monroe that the public shouldn't know. Um, things, we got
2: to move it here.
1: Yeah, well, things <laughs> things that the public shouldn't know. Uh, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just say one thing. Jane said to me that she had to say to Marilyn one day, honey, shower in the morning, okay, before you come on, because we were doing dance routines. And Marilyn said, oh, yes, yes, I will. Because Marilyn wasn't you know, great. She didn't take too many showers and she, I guess, perspired and had body odor. And it was uncomfortable working with her, but that's no reason to get that out there to the public because why? So stuff like that, you don't, uh, you don't do.
3: And Jimmy, real quick, I want to say hi to a lot of your, your fans there. So this lady, Teresa Sabin, or Sabine? Sabin. Sabin. Teresa Sabin. Sabin. I, I like this lady. I don't know. I've never met her. I like her because she's always out there promoting stuff. She's a uh, cool lady, lady uh, Dawn and all these other people. I want to thank you for always chiming in to their show. Um, I love the comments on like that because no one's really getting these comments. That's really that's unusual. That's really cool.
2: Yes, we have a, we have such great people. Our chat room has the coolest people ever in it. Everybody's friends mm-hmm. of ours. Uh, very supportive. Uh, we've talked with many of them and then they're really, really great. And and it's the same people who come every week and they also promote and, and follow us in all our social media and well, stuff. They're really look at Beat Claudio who beats Beat yeah, Claudio.
1: Nobody. Be, the, yeah, she, she's pretty cool, too. She started a fan club for us in Germany. Imagine. Wow. I have have a fan club that gets me. I have no idea why, but why anybody would want to be a fan of mine? Because you're unique, Ron. That's why. Yeah, but I'm not a movie star. Where you could be a fan of. Doesn't matter.
3: You're you're unique. If you're unique and exquisite, that's a cool
1: thing. Unique, spelt like eunuch or just unique. (laughs) Well, in your way, yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> so, you guys, this is Brian Sebastian. Hey, this, this Brian! Show is movie reviews and more. Get, subscribe, subscribe to him on YouTube. He puts out tons of great shows. He just did a great show yesterday with uh, Mark Stephen Pooler and. Um, Oh, I love Mark. What a great guy.
1: And we dropped enough names to make all our listeners so happy. They love when we drop names, you know, movie stars, and they love when we give inside dirt. I get a lot of uh, emails when they say, Ron, I love when you talk about all your celebrity friends. We feel like we're there with you and that we've known them, too. And now, Brian, talking with you, all the celebrity people that you know, your fans are going to feel good about it and say, gee, Brian, thank you for taking me into the private world of that celebrity.
3: You got to. Well, go. here's the other thing I did right before we had to leave. I would always bring people with me that would never get the opportunity to meet their, their idol or something. And I would say, sit next to me. Cause remember I sat next to them. So I said, you might not get a chance to ask him, but the fact that you're here, you get a chance to hear it from the horse's mouth. And I was never supposed to people hated that I brought someone off the street. To meet their idol but a lot of what they don't realize is people were they were suicidal they were suffering from depression and i had to take them out of the world so what was the best way to do it bring them and show them something that would inspire them that's one reason why i really like doing cool. interviews like that that's cool. that's
1: good i mean you okay, said you sat next to them well how would you like to have sat on Always. lauren bacall's lap like i did <laughs>
3: <laughs> I did at a luncheon I would have loved that actually well, she's, I loved she's I the, She was
1: very cool she's the one that said it I said where's my chair they didn't put because I was the press and it was on it was thousand dollar plate luncheon. And I didn't pay a thousand. I was there as as an interviewer, press, and I said, "Where's my we'll chair? See who
2: we can sit on whose lap this weekend?" She said, "Well, we we don't have we don't
1: have we don't have a chair for you, but you could sit on my lap." All she right, ne- everybody. She never thought I took her up on it, so but I did.
2: So that's Brian Sebastian. You guys, we want to thank you for coming on the show. Everybody, tune into his show, and we'll see you
1: Saturday.
2: We're looking forward see you to Saturday, it. Thank you, everybody. Brian. Brian.
1: Good to see. You- see- Good talk. He's a great guy. We love great him. guy. He's fabulous. Brian really has gotten around and he really is. I, you know, he looks like a kid, but he's in his 60s, isn't he? I don't know. He's got, got is, to be. He's, he's got to be, be like in his something. 60s. He looks remarkable. So
2: real quick, everybody, just want to let everybody know Sean Cannon's book, wayofthecobra.com. of Way of the Cobra is coming out on Friday. You can get it at Way the Cobra dot com. And we're going to bring in our next guest.
1: And Sean will be on soon to talk about it. When Absolutely. Is, when I get better.
2: Hey, Jeremy, what's up?
0: How's it going,
2: guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear yeah. you you're terrific. Let me. How do I pronounce your last name, Palco?
0: Palco nailed it. Yeah.
2: Hey, we got it all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor and artist extraordinaire, Jeremy Palco. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey,
0: thanks for having me.
2: I'm excited because I I did some
1: research on you today. You want to introduce and, me? Oh, yes. He's the stupidest homo I ever met. <laughs>
2: So now I'm going to introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
1: Did you know girls don't make passes at men that wear glasses?
0: I, I didn't know that.
1: So you're so cute. Take the glasses off. Let's he's, see how he's, he's married anyway. <laughs> yeah, but the fans look. The girls like to you'll get their vibrators out and fantasize. <laughs> And look at how good-looking he is. Girls, you could really have a field day with this one.
2: So we have a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everyone in the chat room. There you go. Um, So I'm excited to have you on. I had put that promo that you were coming on, and I didn't realize – that you were – I didn't know that you were in – what is that called? I didn't realize you were in Ruthless, and Robert Craighead's a really good friend of ours. Oh, we love Robert. He's been on the show a million times, and we go to Oscar parties. And Robert's all kinds of parties the best. With him. And he wrote, that's my deputy. Uh, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So well, I didn't know you knew Robert Craighead or that you were in that Tyler Perry show. Yeah, so congratulations. Yeah.
0: Worked with them last year for a while. That was, that was a trip only because we were in like a bubble for two weeks shooting at Tyler Perry's studio. That was right when quarantine was uh, – you know, smack
1: dab in the middle. So Oof,
2: crap. So Robert Oof. Craighead, that was a really, really like cool guy. He, uh, we see him often. The first
1: he's... time I met Craighead, he could barely stand. We were at a function.
2: At a red carpet. He a red
1: carpet. And he was swaying. And I said, did you meet this guy is going to go right over soon? But he didn't. <laughs> you know, Robert can knock him back, as you know.
2: He's a fabulous guy. We did know
1: you didn't know Robert could knock. He can hold his booze. He could do four or five or six bottles and stand.
2: <laughs> we had such a good time. But he
1: is a good guy, and we really like him a lot.
2: So, so you're in Atlanta then, right? You live in Georgia. I am. I moved to Georgia about three years ago. Where'd you move from? Because I hear an accent.
0: Uh, well, well, I lived um, in Orlando the past uh, nine years before that. So, but the previous twenty years, I was in Seattle.
2: Okay, and where were you actually born?
0: I was actually born in Lagrange, Georgia. Okay, I moved to Seattle when I was about four.
2: You have kind of like I can hear that like Georgia accent, which is kind of so, so, uh,
0: like three years living here. I'm I'm noticing the draw is starting to starting to come back a little bit.
1: Sure. Now, are you getting work there?
2: He works all the time.
1: Yeah. I didn't ask yeah. you. I asked him. Oh, <laughs> he answers questions for guests now. I got to get a young one. This one's yeah. got brain brain damage. You
0: take that one for me, would you, please?
1: yeah <laughs> so so no only because you know so something
0: you know some i don't know let me
1: know <laughs> no only because so many people from la are moving to nashville georgia and points east and they're building Great. studios like tyler did and uh, and everything is it's happening on the east hollywood seems to be disappearing
0: Yeah, I think that momentum kind of started kicking in when Georgia, you know, kicked in the tax incentives a few years back. And it's become the new Hollywood. And especially for, you know, the not A-listers out there, the actors that are, you know, bitten for those small parts. And, you know, it's a great place to just grab all those parts up, start building the resume. Yeah, we've
1: actually. We heard a rumor that Spielberg was going to build something in Atlanta somewhere, a big studio
0: that's, that's been, that would be very nice considering he's probably my favorite director of all time. So. Yeah. Well,
1: he's the, the talk is, I don't know why, for what reasons it's not, but, uh, I think he's waiting to see how, uh, what's his name? Studio did. Um, he did good. What's his name? I Tyler love, Perry. Yeah. Pa- Tyler Perry. Yeah, which
2: nobody does better than him. Yeah. He, he's uh, doing okay.
1: So, yeah, if, so if Tyler
2: George Romero, George Romero's going to open right, up a studio in, right. in like Tampa or someplace, uh, uh, George Romero Jr., the, like like yeah. the son of George Romero. Uh, but I have four films that I'm producing right now, and we're planning on shooting. Uh, actually, my whole team is in Georgia.
1: Yeah, Everybody Georgia and, and Georgia and uh, Memphis.
2: Yes. Now, where are you guys right now? We're in Palm Springs, California. Ah, all right.
1: We, the, we, the land of sun and fun. If you're gay,
2: <laughs> we're married, by the way. <laughs> in case you didn't figure that. In case one out. you know, this
1: is fairyland. <laughs> yes. Every queen's dream
2: um so so originally I, I was made aware of you and then i didn't realize because like i want to first of all i want to know okay so tell everyone, uh you guys his his instagram is art by palco how do you get like do you have you do you edit all those video clips of all your movies where you like how do you actually get those clips do you like take them out of the movie and just download it and chop them up or how do you actually get those clips you
0: know i you know, honestly i can't remember because i'm trying to find some other stuff i've done the past couple of years and I think years ago, I had a few friends who just knew how to just literally rip everything and send it to me. But now it is so, it's so difficult to find all that stuff. At one point it was on YouTube and you just download it. Um, But since then, it's saved in my, what's called Actors Access account. Most actors find work. So I have all those videos saved in there from years ago. I can go in whenever I want and re-download them. And I've had to numerous times, but. um,
2: Do you ever get work off Actors Access? I got
0: ruthless. Uh, Tyler Perry's ruthless off Actors Access. Um.
2: Wow! I don't. You're the second person because we had somebody on. Oh, we had Susan Gallagher on last week. I don't know if you know she's from Cobh,ai right? And and, she uh, she lives in she lives there too, and does a lot of now. a A
1: question. When you're in a film, and they come in for a close up and they show your nose hairs, are you happy with that shot? Hell yeah. You are?
0: (laughs) I trimmed him the night before. No, no, no,
1: no, no. I it was supposed to be a serious question, but I'm happy you made it a joke because most of the people that we know in the business really hate that shot, that they're coming in and showing up blackheads and pimples and bad skin and wrinkles. What is with the camera people? What is going on today with film where they feel the more the, the gross if you if you could look gross, you look good.
0: You know it's quarantine so we we've, we've taken it down a notch in Hollywood I guess so. But
1: to go into a close up what are they looking for the yeah. virus
0: or people can you know relate to I guess
2: Actually, he doesn't have to worry about it because, see, like most of the people that you,
1: you make comments on when they do that are older people. Not necessarily. I watched a movie the other night or a young guy, and they, there's nose hairs, which That's why I brought it up. And I thought, oh, my God, I would never want nose hairs showing in a shot. How close can you get? That's ridiculous. You know, years ago, we, we did a long shot. You saw the room, and the actors walked back and forth. Now the camera walks back and forth. The actors don't. So I questioned that and they said because of budget. Years ago we could afford big sets. Today we can't so we come in very close. So the minutes go by of the movie without using a set. We use nose hairs and I said okay.
2: Hang on, we hang on, hang on. We have to go. I have two things I need you to do. First of all, we I need you to say hi to Teresa Sabin. She's in Florida. Hi, and 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 B Claudia she's in Germany they're both talking about how fabulous your artwork is in the chat room and there's a ton of people in the chat room
1: oh, Where's his, I didn't see his artwork Where's his artwork i probably behind him how did they how, how did they know you have
2: artwork because his 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 uh, Instagram cuz everybody they look up every guest coming on and his Instagram Nosy is bitches,
1: his, aren't his, they? his
2: his his Instagram is art by palco and uh they, when you they,
0: go to Instagram because my Instagram like a few months back I hacked so it used to be Jeremy Palco, and then I just picked art by Palco because I started painting so um and it's been a process trying to get you know
1: now you're Italian right, right? what's that you're Italian
0: I am not Italian no my your my, name
1: my, is your my, name, my, name my is Italian
0: father's, my father's side comes from uh way back when Poland and Ireland so
1: but you have an Italian last name
0: uh, it's actually Palco Witts is my real name. Oh, okay. Ah. So you got rid
1: of the wits, Palco. Okay. So hold
0: on. People but, in the chat room. Yeah, no, man, because, because-, because- and I had to pick a, a Hollywood name. And so Palco- I, was- thought,
1: I thought you were Italian because most Italian men are handsome and they paint.
0: Maybe I am. I
1: don't know, I got some, you know, of course you're somewhere there's Italian, of course. So hang on, cause people in the
2: chat room who aren't familiar with who you are, I'm gonna do some bragging real quick, and then we're gonna talk about some of these things. So you guys have seen Jeremy and Ruthless. That's the Tyler Perry show. He's in a bunch of episodes. He was in Pitch Perfect three. Never Back Down and Never Back Down 2 which that's how I that's Never Back Down the first one is one of my favorite like action like fight movies it's yeah, so was, awesome my
0: very first movie
2: yeah uh, Oh my god you did so good in that cuz you're the one who got Sean Paris all, Paris all pissed off He was in he was in a bunch of uh, episodes of The Walking Dead you guys he played Andy he was in the TV show he's got uh, guest appearances in Bloodline Sleepy Hollow The Middle Burn Notice Vampire Diaries Are We There Yet MacGyver, Ruthless The Passage he was uh he was a soapy for a couple of episodes on uh, Guiding Light, and he's he, he's got a bunch of other stuff too. But originally, I I had recognized you when uh, we started following each other on Twitter um, for The Walking Dead. So we should talk about that because everybody's a, all our.
1: Wait a minute! Wasn't Deirdre in that movie, The Hollow? No, she was in. Um... My daughter was on your, your film, I think. The no. Ho- no, 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 it's...
2: different. No, she he's in Sleepy Hollow.
1: And what was my my daughter was in a hollow. The hollow. Too.
2: The hollow. Oh, the hollow. Okay. <laughs> So so tell us a little bit about Walking Dead. I mean, when you were in it, what season were you in?
0: Uh, my character came in around season six. Towards the end, it was the introduction to the, the Hilltop community. Um, uh, Jesus was a prominent figure in that community, so I got to come on with, with his character. And then we kind of um, we, we took on the new, the new guys. And we got into a fight with them, and then we wound up being friends with them. And then through season seven and through – uh, middle of season eight, and he met his demise during one of the major wars, uh, where Negan and his uh, the Saviors came in. So
2: yeah, we're really good friends. Or I, I I'm really good it friends with.
0: Nothing to anyone unless you've seen The Walking Dead.
2: So oh, but our chat room, they've all seen The Walking Dead, and we're really good friends with Xander Berkeley. Um, uh, he's he's a really good friend of mine. I talk to him all the time. And um, uh, so so how did you get that? First of all, what was that like being? Because at that time. You know, I don't know if The Walking Dead is still as popular. It probably actually is, but like when you were in it, it was like the most popular show on television. I um, remember
0: it being pretty, um, pretty fanatical at the time because I was actually at a, a soccer game, the Orlando City game, and uh, they were playing Atlanta, and they dropped uh, like one of those Kabuki drops with a big banner, and it was of Negan. You know, like hitting one of the soccer players over the head, and I thought, "Wow, that's pretty cool." I mean. <laughs> But getting, well, getting that audition, auditions, I should say, was you know quite a, quite a long length of time. Um, I had read for season one, season probably three, four, five, whatever, you know. And over a course of time, I guess they finally just ran out of actors, and so they're like, you, know, so. <laughs>
1: well, anyway, they, you can get well, it." They, they wanted me to star in that series, you know. I they wanted me as a star zombie. But then the producers said it would be such a sin to cover Ron's magnificent face with ugly makeup, so I didn't get the part.
0: (laughs) I I wouldn't want to do that makeup either, so I understand.
2: I think, though, that, like, because I I think there's certain series in the last, like, 10 or 15 years that are so iconic that if you have it on your resume, it's such a a resume builder. And and this one for you is definitely a huge resume builder. You know, maybe if you were in Sons of Anarchy or what's the one where the guy, like, created –
0: of anarchy
2: so oh yeah that's a great one and what's the other one that got all the awards were uh oh Brian Cranston
0: oh breaking bad yeah. breaking
2: bad I mean those are like the three biggest probably TV shows of the last ten or fifteen years and uh, so to have a part you know more than more than a cameo uh, I think is super cool uh, and so how was it working on the set there was that a cool was it a cool set to be on
0: oh oh reg- you know the, the best set I've, I've ever you know had the pleasure of working on and I remember you know, when I got cast, I hadn't really, I hadn't really seen the show. I'd seen like uh, the first couple episodes, but when I got cast, you know, they were already well into season five. So I had sat down for an entire, I think it was four days, and I watched the entire, you know, five seasons. So when I got to set, it was really just like a slap in the face of reality. I mean, all these characters I'd been watching for the last week, I was now standing in front of. So, and uh, you know, I got really lucky in the fact that, like, as an actor, all my scenes were with you know, the, the stars of the, the show. stars. Yep. My first day, you know, I was toe to toe with Andrew Lincoln and I remember I completely just fucked up my first line and, um, you know, I kind of got nervous, but, um, you know, the set is so kind of light hearted, you know, for as serious as it is, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to kind of just regroup. And, um, once that first kind of take was done, it, it really became just fun.
2: Uh, I like, love that.
0: Shooting in the backyard with like friends. I mean, no cell phone, no, nothing worked anyways. We were so far out in the middle of nowhere. Um,
1: but when was, you when, when you act, do you ever forget that you're acting?
0: I mean, I, I would hope that's the point. But, you know, sometimes it's really hard.
1: Because I do. When yeah. I work, I really forget that there's cameras and people around. And I really think that I, I guess I must be a schizo wacko. Because I really think that this is happening and that I'm the character.
0: No, it means you're an actor. I mean, I... I, I yeah, but I,
1: did you know the cameras and lights are and the people are around? I don't... I'm, I'm not aware of it. Somehow my mind gets rid of it, and it's just me and the person I'm working with. Do you have the same thing?
0: That's what I... You know, it took me a long while to get to that point, but, I mean, you know, thankfully that's where I'm at in my career now is I can I can do that because it is a job, and um, a little trick. I, I don't wear my contacts anymore, so everything's just kind of a smidge of a blur. Right. It's not like dangerous i can't not see but it's enough to kind of forget the cameras are there
1: and... yeah but i i really after the after they get it when they can it i think to myself we did it already <laughs> like maybe it's the age <laughs> i don't know but really i say we did it we got it it's like a, a, a dream sequence a lot of actors i've interviewed said that uh, that they really didn't know they were in the studio. They thought they were in the room with the people that they were working with were real.
2: Did you hear that? Because uh, I read something like two weeks ago, I think in Deadline or someplace, but that Norman Reedus is getting paid twenty million dollars for the this next season Whew. of Walking oh, Dead. And he's the highest. It'll be the highest. He
1: offered me twenty five, and highest I turned paid down. television
2: actor in history. Uh, <laughs> Um yeah like nobody's ever made that much for one season. Well of they offered me
1: more and I turned them yeah. down. I said I can't. <laughs> I have things to do.
2: Did well, you work with You were uh they're asking about Michael Cudlitz cuz I guess he's on that new Cl- Clarice show. Um you worked with him though, right? You were he's in your seasons.
0: Yep, yeah, actually the first uh first day we had our encounters, we had a we had a fight um and it was really interesting cuz you know we'd re- rehearse this fight where he was going to come in and lift me up and you know throw me to the ground and i was gonna land on my back and we're gonna roll over and i was gonna choke him out and you know norman reedus comes up and breaks my arm and that's the scene um and that, that was like the second or third day but i remember having not met michael and uh, our, our director uh, i think it was michael satrazimus at the time was like jeremy michael michael jeremy and i just climbed on top of him on the ground and just started choking him so,
2: <laughs> so how big how tall are you
0: I, I I'm just a six foot officially. Six foot. Oh,
2: okay. Because I, I and how about and is Michael Cudlitz a lot? He looks like a, such a huge guy, like on on
1: TV. I, he's,
0: uh, he's a pretty decent sized dude. I mean, don't let the cameras fool you. He's a he's a, he's
1: a the cameras kid. do fool on film. I look short and fat, and I'm six <laughs> foot one. You know, I'm not fat, but yeah, I mean, I've worked with a lot of people that I didn't know them before I met them on set. And I thought they were much larger. Which is the one that we go always well, back yeah, Stephen to? Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang, who is a great guy, we love him. I thought was this big, tall, muscle-bound, huge guy. Ask
2: him if he knows who Stephen Lang you is. You know
1: who Stephen Lang is? Uh,
2: Tombstone Avatar. Yes, Avatar. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, well
1: yeah. in person, he's a tiny little. He's about guy five
2: five or five six.
1: With a little narrow shoulders, he's the sweetest little thing. But on screen, my god. I like love it. So
2: okay. So like, do you still have to audition for a lot of things, or do a lot of things just come your way, or do you still have to audition for them? Oh,
0: I still audition. You know, every every chance I get, I actually have an audition after this. I gotta go to.
2: Oh, that's cool. Well, I break that. a leg. Yeah, go no. for it. Get it, babe. So hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to uh, so I want to talk about Never Back Down because first of all, you're in both of them even though you're totally I don't know, I don't know who you are in the second one. I don't really rem- remember it. The first one, I saw the clip on your Instagram and I was like, "Oh my god, you know, you're the guy who like basically like started the whole thing. You know, made the whole the whole you you were like the cause of the whole movie to show what happens in the whole movie basically." Yeah. That was <laughs> and, uh,
0: Never Back Down. The first one was, you know, incredible because it was my first my first like big audition and uh, I remember it was, it was all to do with football, so when I got to the audition room, the the casting director didn't really know a lot about football, so the dialogue didn't make sense. You
2: okay. Know,
0: it like it was like a huddle, and the quarterback was talking to like the linebacker, and it, it just didn't make sense, and so I kind of helped her figure it out, and ultimately I got called the next day, and I had to actually go run football plays um, with the actors and some of the uh, stunt guys, um, but I got that part, and then when – um, never back down Two came around i actually drove all the way to new orleans from orlando for the callback when i walked in i was thinking i hope they don't recognize me from the first one because i might not get this part and uh i think his name's craig baumgartner was the producer and he he's like welcome back and, oh that was good and i read for a different part and so in the second one i played uh, the lead guy's roommate for the for the shoot
2: I like love it because I'm actually – for the second one, that's Michael Jai White, and I'm actually producing a film that he's starring in, and, and we're shooting yep. in Georgia uh, hopefully soon. Um, but he's a really cool guy. And then in the first one, you guys, if anybody who didn't see Never Back Down, it stars Sean Ferris, Amber Heard, Cam Gidgenet, uh Evan Peters, Neil Brown Jr., who's been on our show a bunch of times. Yeah, and, um, and and Demon, who, I don't know how you pronounce his name.
0: Jimon uh, yeah.
2: Jimon Hunsu. Uh, it's a great movie and I think it's like one of, like whenever I'm in a like a shitty mood I always like watch it cuz it has that even though the guy gets beat up all throughout the thing at the end it has such a good end um that I freaking like love it so I watch it all the time.
1: I'm going to ask a stupid question that people have asked and I think the idiots for asking it.
2: And then he, so he's going to ask anyway.
1: <laughs> I'm going to ask you anyway. If you right. weren't an if you weren't an actor what would you do for a living?
2: If I wasn't an actor I would probably be
0: probably a storm chaser or like Somebody who, like, works in the woods, like a park ranger or something like that.
1: That's good. You could, with the guy, the bear, what's the bear that prevents fires? Smokey the Bear. Smokey the would, Bear.
0: Smokey the Bear. I absolutely
2: would. <clears throat> oh, my God. That's funny. So how did the art thing come about? Um,
0: boredom and smoking. So.
1: <laughs> you smoke?
2: So Smokey the Bear, yeah.
1: Oh, no, you don't smoke cigarettes, do you? No. no, of course not. So uh, it's so primitive. They
2: said you should be a painter if you're not. Yeah, artist, I want to you see your. Pa-
1: give me. Let me. Sh- let me look at your paintings. Where are? They? Give me you one. Really see him. He's got it. What are they? All miniatures. He's got yes. to have a big one. Well,
0: I don't really have a big one, but here's here's a very simple one I did the other day. I don't know
1: if you can see that? Right, you got to hold it so it doesn't reflect. I know. Now nah, all we see is blue. Uh,
0: it's hard to find. Hold on. How about that? There's a little dude. There nope. we go. You can see that.
1: Yeah, but you got was that a TV guide? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whatever you I'm, want to say, honestly.
1: No, it looked like a TV guide. Actually, cover. you guys,
2: all you gotta do is go to uh, uh art by Palco on Instagram because every time he makes one, I think he puts one up there in between his acting clips, which I'm so
1: uh, are you with. selling your art? I am. If you go to um good for um, you, let's push I, it, push it.
0: I mean about a year ago I, I legit just out of boredom just started painting and um, I posted one of them and somebody asked how much and, and they purchased it and made another one. Someone else purchased it. And next thing you know, I had health insurance again. So I just kept painting <laughs> and painting. And now it's become a real passion, and a real hobby. And I actually just launched my website uh, like two weeks ago. And Which it's, is?
2: Tell everybody it, what yeah, it how, is. Can, how
1: can we see your paintings to buy them?
2: It's artbypalco.square.site. There you go.
1: That's an easy did one. Did you
2: know that? Did you know that uh, Xander Berkeley's an artist too?
0: I did, and I've actually uh, I did an event, two events with him in the past two years called uh, the Camp. Um, it's a it's a kind of a mini Comic Con they do in Senoia, Georgia, where they shoot The Walking Dead. Um, I'll, I'll actually be going again in the end of May, but Xander was there the last two years, and uh, I looked at his work, and it's you know, I, I have to admit, last year I, I didn't even know what an easel was, so now. <laughs> Like, so it's kind of the idea of art was very silly to me about a year ago. And now it, it has consumed my life. You know that, and, and my new puppy. So
1: what kind of puppy? What kind of puppy?
0: Oh, I got a little beagle, a little seven-month-old beagle. And in your guys's uh, interview notes that you sent me, it was like lock up your pets, which is <laughs> I never had to worry about. But a seven-month-old beagle. Who
1: said? Who said lock up your pets?
0: Would have been chaos.
1: Who said that? Lock up your pet. I don't know. It was in it was in the notes. Not me. My dog. We have a seven pound baby. We he's have on three my lap. Dogs, three, See, we have look, three look at my little baby. He
0: sleeps
1: he sleeps on me. This is Astro. He's a poodle terrier. He's seven pounds and he's my best buddy.
2: And then we have a 30 pound, 35 pound English bulldog. No, no English we
1: have a Brazilian fila
2: mastiff. That's a hundred thirty 30 pounds.
1: We have a lot of dogs. And then we
2: have another one. What's the.
1: Brandy a, Girl it? is a, uh, a, bearded, uh, a bearded. Sheepdog, terrier. Mix. A bearded sheepdog. Terrier mix. Terrier mix. All rescues. Did you rescue?
0: Well, he's uh, seven months and he started out three pounds and now he's probably closer to 17 or 18. So. Yeah, I had
1: a beagle and I called her a Cleo. Cleo. Because she looked like Cleopatra with her ears. And when you guys she can wiggle. see us if you They're follow They're sweet his beagles. They're very, very. Yeah very, very loving. They will, uh, she, you have a she or a he. Yours oh, is a boy he, or a girl. He, a he very loving dogs. He'll be up your ass and annoying you all the time. They do that. Yeah,
2: he, he's, he's pretty much there. So, I think that's adorable though. And that's yeah, a lot of fun. Like mine, all mine. right. So let's do bucket list. Okay. So you've done all these cool things. Uh, you've been on all these cool TV shows. You've been in some cool movies. Uh, how long have you actually been acting?
0: I'd say professionally, I got my, you know, I joined the Screen Actors Guild back in 2008. But I'd say just a shade before that is when I really, you know, thought I could start pursuing this when I moved to Orlando. I was actually working at the theme parks, uh, Universal Studios for a very long time doing shows. um, And that's when I got an agent and I started, you know, seeking out, you know, professional work. And I got lucky with a few auditions. And so, you know, one thing after the next kind of led me to Georgia where, you know, industry's booming and it's a good place to be.
2: Yeah, it's a very good place to be. So, if you had a bucket list, um, male and female actor and actress who, who, if you were able to pick anybody to be a co-star, who would you like to work with that you haven't had a chance to work with yet?
0: There is, and the list is just
2: <laughs> okay. Give us some of them. Give us some of them.
0: Like, uh, I'll just start. With my favorite actress it is Jessica Chastain.
2: Uh, oh yeah, fabulous. Uh, let's work
0: with her. I love Kathy Bates. It would be awesome. She was here shooting the Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, the Richard Jewell team. Yes I was up for a part And I didn't get it But uh, Then I found out Kathy Bates was in the movie And I was a little Let down um, uh, But there's so many
2: I don't think anybody's Ever said Kathy Bates I'm glad you didn't say Meryl Streep though Because everybody says Meryl Streep And I'm like come on
0: There's nothing wrong With Meryl <laughs> Streep I wouldn't throw her Out of the cast or anything
2: No No But like
0: she Just like something
1: different. I think the actress Is as good or if not better Jessica Lange Is an incredible actress
0: I mean, I mean, it changes weekly. Honestly, like I just finished up uh, the show *Peaky Blinders* with my girlfriend, and Cillian Murphy is phenomenal actor. I love Cillian Murphy. Things, but um, you know, Tom Hardy's another one of those actors that I
2: love. Tom Hardy. You
0: know, those are the actors I I, I watch and I you know try to learn from. but yeah, I mean Actually
2: he... I think Tom Hardy's probably like one of the most underrated actors there is because he really I mean, I know he's a really, really big actor and he's way at the top, but he should be like at the top because he is so freaking good.
1: Do you know who Jessica Lang is?
2: Murder She Wrote, Jessica Lang,
1: yeah. Oh, because you know what? No, not
2: Murder She Wrote, that's Jessica somebody else. Yeah. No. Jessica Lang, King Kong from the eighties. Better
1: than wait, better.
2: Murder She wrote then. What's her name?
1: Who? Who Just did Murder than... She Wrote? Who did Angela wrote, Lansbury? Beth, Angela Lansbury. Oh
0: wow,
2: I, I was way off. Sorry, sorry, mom.
1: <laughs> no, Jessica Lange is Jessica sorry,
2: Lange was did mom. American American Horror Story.
1: She was in a bunch uh, of no a, mil, a, a million movies far far better than yeah, that. Yeah. No, Horror. I asked it because a lot of young people. I'm starting to find now that you know years ago, if I mentioned stars from the 40s or the 50s, they didn't know who they are. Now, if I mention stars from the 70s and 80s, nobody knows who they are. And I'm a little pissed off about that because in Europe, an opera can be 300 years old and the young people watch it. They know every opera singer from Enzio Pinza to Mario Lanza, hundreds of years. In this country, you're so disposable. You're hot for a month and then you're forgotten. And I think that's terrible. And I think America should start to educate and learn that film is history.
2: Ask him if he knows Barbara Streisand. Do you know Barbara Streisand? Yes, I know who Barbara Streisand.
1: Is. No, I did a lecture in a college, and there was a dummy in front of me, and I'm talking about Jane Russell. He didn't have a clue who she was, and I said, "You know who? Don't know who Jane Russell is?" He said, "No." I said, "You know who Barbara Streisand is?" He said, "I've heard of her." <laughs> I mean, you know, and he, its its a sad thing that you just disappear. You work so hard to be who you are, and then you're forgotten. And I think that's because the money makers only want the people that sell tickets.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a sad reality. I know I've, I've had this conversation with casting directors at one point, where they would take you know Paris Hilton over Meryl Streep because somebody has more Twitter followers. You know?
1: Oh, that makes me totally nauseous. I, it's so yeah.
2: nauseating. It really that is makes, nauseating. Well, I'm
1: I'm doing a movie right now, probably with Lainey Kazan, and we're get, we're up for funding, and they want to know who the big stars are. Because they won't fund you unless you have major names. Mm-hmm. Even if they do two lines in the movie, you know, you fake the people out. You say, uh, Robert Redford's in my movie. He does one line, and that's it.
0: Actually, Robert and that's Redford's where all the money goes, goes too.
1: Yeah, you pay, you pay him a million bucks for one line.
0: And to <laughs> sleeps on the couch for six weeks.
1: Right, to fool the, to fool the, people, to fool the people to come in and watch.
0: done that, so...
2: So, okay, so hold on. The other part of my bucket list question is, if you could have ever been in any movie that's ever been made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in?
0: So, like, what actor could I, like, kick out of the movie and put my – Yes. In? Yep. Jason Bourne. I would take the Bourne trilogies.
2: Oh, that's a good one. Oh, they're good. I like them. That means you kick out Matt Damon, which actually
0: – it like I love those movies and he was great in them. Let's just start there. So that's uh, yeah, that's, but
2: you're you're better looking than he is. So you so so do you see yourself as like eventually moving into? Because I mean, you've done a lot of movies where you're doing action. So would you like to be like an action star?
0: You know, um, I, I once long when I actually did never back down. I was working at a stunt show called Fear Factor Live uh, at Universal Studios, and all the guys I worked with were stunt guys. And I remember telling them that I wanted to be an actor and that. Uh, when I actually did Never Back Down, I did my own stunts, and I didn't know what entailed you know, being a stunt guy, but I got literally hammered for three nights. <laughs> I, I would go back to work at the stunt show, and I would show my arms, and they were black and blue, and all the stunt guys would be like, all right, you did a good job. <laughs> so I, I found out really quickly that stunt guys and stunt women are just the most mm-hmm. insane, crazy people in the world, and they deserve nothing but respect.
2: Uh, um, we we
1: know a lot of them, but have, many many of them.
0: The claim to want to do both. Is fine, but you are taking food off someone's table. So if somebody wants to be my stunt person, by all means. Um, but it is fun to you know kind of run and gun and uh, you know like on The Walking Dead. We got to go to like weapons training and stuff, and that was all you know.
2: Like Ron's favorite action. All- Ron's favorite action guy is Jason Statham. Like, he loves Jason He's Statham.
1: He's fabulous. I, I love the way he beats the shit out of 12 people at the same time. I think <laughs> that is so incredible. I would lo- if I were young, I would love to be in a movie doing that, beating all those people up. But, uh, yeah, Jason is, is a terrific, um, whatever he is that he does, he does it well.
2: Jason's actually, though, I think that the Bourne movies are really good. Yeah, I like they, those they movies. Were, they were good movies, so that was a good pick, and nobody's mm-hmm. ever said that usually. Um, I don't think at least. Uh, nobody's really ever said that. So what are some of your favorite movies? Like what kind of movies, if you were sitting around with your girlfriend, what kind of movies do you guys like to watch?
0: You know, you know funny enough, um, during quarantine last year, my roommate and I, who, who uh, moved out, we had this debate on the best movies of all time because we watched something on YouTube. And so we spent a good two weeks making a list from our our personal favorite top 100 movies and it was a debate that lasted a very long time and so <laughs> i have physical documentation of my top 100 movies and i believe my top 5 my top 5 are jaws
1: uh-huh that's um, a good one
0: just because it's like the first movie my first swear
1: great movie. great movie great movie my great. Son
0: bitch and my mom made me watch when i was 5 and i'm still you know can't five.
1: Go, you were five with play, yours. Not
0: think of that or an ocean, but um, all the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, and one of my dark horses is Ex Machina. Have you ever seen that?
2: Oh, I haven't seen it, but I heard it's really uh, good.
0: With Domino Gleeson, um, Oscar Isaac. It's about the Ava the robot, and it's really like a mind twisting bend of a movie. So I like those deep thinking. Things. That's
2: on. We just saw that. Uh, it's on Tubi or someplace for yeah. free.
1: So we should watch. But that. why don't you? Why don't you tell the real truth? Come on, spill it. That your favorite movies you watch are the movies I'm in. <laughs> Did you ever see any of my films? They're classics. I'm sure. I was up. I was up. I was up for the Oscar in every film I was in. So was my film. My film was Clown Fear, which was a winner. Oh yeah, that was. But the better one that was really terrific was that was that other Croker Croker Cro, Croker Croaker, Why it didn't get an Academy Award, I'll yeah. never know. And then of course I'm in really good movies now. I'm in Yes, uh, There's Clown Motel 2 coming out this summer. Right? <laughs> and I'm in I don't know what the hell I'm in. I don't know I don't even remember the names.
2: <laughs> Do you ever have you been in any horror movies? Wait,
1: have you ever been in a movie that you really don't want to talk about? <laughs> uh, there's a few online videos, but I'm for that one. But
0: um yeah, I've done my fair share of horror. I did an independent series called So Dark in which I played uh, uh, it's all on Amazon Prime for free. It's called So Dark. The first one's like a nine-minute short. And the Second one we got funding was a you know 20-minute short, and we we toured it to festivals all over the place. I play a, a vampire. Um, it's a very dark, you know, serious kind of piece, but it, you know, at the heart of it, pokes fun at twilight. You know, like real vampires don't sparkle. Yes. As as I rip a guy's throat out. Dude. No, that's nice. Don't you love I actually it? like
2: Twilight though, but which which let's talk about vampires then for a second because you did an episode of Vampire Diaries which at the time when Vampire Diaries on for for younger people that was probably the biggest show, you know, out there and I and I know you were in it cuz I watched your clip cuz you put it on your Instagram. Um yeah. how was it working on such a popular I mean cuz that's like even like Ron's daughter she's like that's my favorite show and she's 43 and she what, loved what, that what show. show is it? It's called The Vampire Diaries. It's on the CW. Um, yeah,
0: huh? uh, I, I remember getting part and driving up to, I was in Orlando at the time, up to Atlanta, and uh, apparently it was the first time they'd shot this episode or this show off of uh, their location, they had a, you know, a, a solid location where they shot everything, and we'd shot at the local university, and I remember kind of sitting in my trailer for like, you know, four hours you know, it sounds Hollywoody, but it's boring as fuck. I mean, yeah,
2: I know. Very
1: Tell he, me, he,
2: he I tells mean, that to people all the time. Tell I'm me about here,
1: that. Man. Tell me. I love when they you shoot the shot and they can it, and then they come back ten minutes later. They say, "Well, you know, the sound went off, so we have to reshoot it." Well, he's yeah. on a real set,
2: though. and then,
1: and then and then you have to wait like seven weeks for them to set up again to shoot it over. Oh, I I go crazy from that.
2: Yeah, that's funny that you said that though, because because we Ron always talks about that and so people because uh, everybody thinks it's so glamorous. And I always tell anybody the only really glamorous thing is when you get to go to the red carpet premiere and, get, know, drunk, and I, get drunk. But otherwise, you know, you go and you you work for shoot, talk, do your lines for thirty minutes, but you sit around for five hours before oh, that. You no, know, uh, <laughs> Art, the best part, I w- I I was hang on. Hey, let him finish. Wait, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, the best part is I was sitting in this trailer for four hours and finally. I'm like, I'm just going to go to set because I was so bored. I get out of my trailer and because we had shot off location, there was across the street behind a police barricade, probably about 3000 screaming people. Yes. I I stepped out of my trailer and everybody went nuts and, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hold for it. So, hold for it. So, I look over and I kind of give this half ass wave, and I look behind me, and Ian Somerhalder had just gotten out of his trailer.
2: Oh, and he's oh, so you thought they were screaming for you. Well,
1: it's scary.
0: Like a small bit of me, like just completely crushed what ego I had. And was like, <laughs> you know, I was, I, know, I was, like, you know.
1: I was on this set way up in Santa Clarita, and it gets cold up there. And it was pouring rain and freezing cold. And that doesn't happen in California. And unfortunately, I had to be dressed not in winter clothes. And it seemed like forever for them to set up that shot. Now we're underneath the canvas uh, awning where the water, so it doesn't come down on us. Well, the awning broke <laughs> one end. <laughs> all the water, tons of water came crashing down on all of us. So there's there there are yeah, a lot okay. of things Very that go, glamorous. A lot of things that go wrong on <laughs> no. a set that you don't know about. Yeah, no, the no. actors are affected by.
0: Yeah.
1: But I was lucky. Let me tell you a quick story because I went into the the trailer of Six of the Sexiest Girls in the World. That were in our movie, Sadie Katz and Angie Duke and a bunch of other girls, Augie Duke. And all they were talking about were the men that they made it with and how large their penises were. So I got such an education in that trailer being a gay guy that if a straight guy was in there, he would have fainted. These broads, (laughs) I mean, these women can talk dirtier than any man. So the time passed. It wasn't bad. Which was fun, which makes it, it was fun. fun. So we guys, ha- we have fun on the side. So
2: you guys, Jeremy Palco, you can follow him on Twitter. It's Yay. at Jeremy Palco. Palco is P A L K O, so it's J E R E M Y P A L K O. His Instagram is Art by Palco, and he has a new website, which is Art by Palco dot what is it?
0: Square dot site.
2: Square dot site.
0: So I'm still working on it. So everything if
2: they if they forget that, do you have that on your Instagram, like in your yeah, description? It's, um,
0: it's Actually, on my Instagram bio on the bottom, it's on my Twitter bio at the <laughs> bottom. So,
2: yeah, I like love it. So, and so I, you guys check him out in all his cool films. Um, actually, too, if you want to see cool clips, follow his Instagram because that's how I I, I fig- found out that he was in Never Back Down, which like totally like got me going. Watch uh, if you haven't seen all. Um, Walking Dead, watch the Walking Dead, um, and you've got. I'm sure you're going to have tons of stuff. I, I know you have an interview now, uh, an audition now, and I hope you kill it. And if you get it, let us know so we can tell everybody. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, okay. terrific. And we want to thank you for good coming chatting on the with you. You're a nice guy. Good luck, and and by the way, every, all the girls in the chat room think you're gorgeous, and that right. you should you should make a movie with Michael Douglas because you look like you could be like his son or his grandson, and they all think that you're like gorgeous. So. Uh, even the guys think you're gorgeous. And most enjoy of them the
1: compliments. You're young. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. I
2: really do. <laughs> Thank you so much. In, you guys. Enjoy.
1: Enjoy Georgia. Good talking to you.
2: Bye bye. See you guys.
1: Take care now. Bye.
2: Yay, everybody. So we got four minutes more. Let's talk with the chat room a little bit. Tina. Four
1: minutes. Us. Tina
2: Woo. joined us in the chat room. Hey, Tina. David. Hey, Tina. Um, Tina,
1: Tina. Boopina. Boopina. Uh, you know, dog, vina, Tina. My corgi is three of him. Oh,
2: Don Hinton has a corgi. B. Claudia said, awesome guests. Teresa Saban says, great show today. Um, bye, Jeremy. Teresa, too, by the way, like, thank you so much for all the thi- wonderful things you do. Everybody in the chat room does so much to help us, and we really appreciate all of it. Uh, but Teresa and B. Claudia, sometimes you guys go so uh, above and beyond, and we really do appreciate it. And thank you for the messages you guys sent me on Facebook. Um,
1: and my messages, thank you so much. They mean a lot to me.
2: Absolutely. And Oh, my
1: good. Good wishes of a successful surgery and all that baloney.
2: And we're not going to be live next week, you guys. We're going to play a repeat because Ron's not going to be available next week, and we'll come back the week after that. And um, But you'll see a lot of cool uh, pictures and everything that will go up on our social media because we are going to a big red carpet event this weekend and hopefully going to get to meet a lot of cool people and just have a good time. We're going to be there with Brian Sebastian and Eileen Shapiro, and
1: uh, Soho Johnny's flying in for it. And a lot of celebrities and interesting people. And I'm going to interview on the red carpet and also do some photographing of the magnificent home of Su Wang.
2: Oh, and and again, I want to thank Angela Joseph because um, I needed some volunteer help to help at this event. And she hooked me up with a whole bunch of people. So, Angela, thank you so much. Love you. You're fabulous. And um, we got three more minutes. So what do you want to say to everybody? You got anything cool?
1: No, but I could sing naked. Okay. <laughs> nah. that that's not a pretty sight. About 70, 60 years ago, it was a pretty sight. Now it's not. But anyway, um, yeah, I feel good, you know, just that I have a problem and we have to take care of it. And that's it. Then I'll be strong and healthy and full of energy again. Lynn you know, Shore
2: sent me a text message.
1: Who? Lynn Shore. What did she say?
2: You know who Lynn Shore is? It's yeah. not a she, it's a he. Huh? Lynn Shore is a he. <laughs> My Lynn from Long Beach. From yes. Yeah, Long Beach Lynn. He has a picture of himself kissing you. It says, give my love to Ron. Tell him it was really nice knowing him. Fuck him.
1: (laughs) That's Lynn Shaw. Lynn Shaw, by the way, is the creator of that wonderful Happy Happy 50-ish, which was a delightful play, a musical that we saw in New York. And Lynn Shaw is a terrific guy. Nice knowing you, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's
2: always fun. Good humor. Don Hinton, I hope your neck is healing well. And B. Claudia, yes. we hope that you feel better. And everybody else, if you're not feeling well, we hope you do. And Landy Kazan is going to be in his film. Yes, B. Claudia. Well, we don't know
1: for sure. We haven't gotten her letter of commitment. But, but so far, yes. Looking good. But, you know, we have to talk.
2: Oh, I should say, too, you guys can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, you guys. We're live on W4CY yeah. Radio. From uh, 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, you can also hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio, iHeart Radio, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Podomatic, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Amazon Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Pandora, and YouTube, and on the 25th. Of this month, Uh, they're going to have the Snobby Awards. We're up for three awards, so hopefully we'll win one of them. And I hope you guys can tune in and watch. When I find out more about when you can watch it, I'll tune in and uh, give everybody the information so they can watch and see how we do. Um, And let's hear.
1: In the meantime, see you in two weeks.
2: Yes, you guys. And also thank everybody in the chat room for all your support. A boomer and Cambria and all the people in there. There's a whole bunch of people. It's going by so fast I can't see it. Uh, but we want to thank everybody for all the support and follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Twitter. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. All right, everybody. Thank you so much.
1: Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you. Yeah,
2: we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell interviewing the hottest, newest, Ron and will up to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Starr, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat rumors live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the
1: Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell. Oh.